Hey, what's up, listener? Thanks for pressing play. This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we got the Jock's thoughts on the Khabib McGregor fight, an extended trailer for Aquaman, Warner Brothers snaps up James Gunn for a DC movie, extras for the Joker movie forced to pee in the subway, and Scarlett Johansson lands a well-deserved huge payday for the Black Widow solo movie, plus our review of Venom, lots of fun audio and listener emails, and a whole bunch more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, October 11th, 2018. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Oh yeah, that's what's up, listener. That's what's up. Welcome. Thanks for joining us this week and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast giving you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jockey nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And back of recovering almost 100% Rugberto Bambino, but you know him as Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? Welcome back. Almost 100%. Are you? I'm like I'm like 70%. Oh, shit. I was all, way off. Yeah. When you eat trash every day. You don't really get better. Listen, my constitution is weak. Everybody knows this. You had to give yourself a Rotten Tomato score on your health. What would it be right now? It would be more than Venom got. Oh, shit. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So you're doing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, If you're looking at Rotten Tomato scores, then I'm all right. Rugs, the excuse higher on Metacritic. Uh, We're so glad to have you back, Rugs. I did miss you if you're a new listener. Did you really miss me? I heard a lot of fuck Rug Boy. That's uh, true. When I listened to the show. Uh, Uh, That may have came out. Might have said that. that. Imran may, might have said that. I, I, me? It wasn't me. I don't I'm know. I'm sure it was Imran. Yeah. Of course it was me. <laughs> I, I, look, check the tape. I don't know what we say on these shows. I put it out of my it's mind. Fine. The minute it's published. <laughs> Listen, you... I couldn't do the show even if I wanted to. Oh, even yeah. if you guys wanted me, I couldn't do it. We need a healthy felty. can barely talk. Healthy felty. Healthy is, is the new. Uh, that's the new thing. Healthy felty. The return. The return of the felty. Guess who's back? If you're a new listener, thanks for checking us out. Make sure you visit our website, jockinner.com, where you will find show notes to this episode at jockinner.com slash 243. What are show notes? Well, listener, it's just a blog post where the episode audio is embedded and there's a bunch of links of everything we talk about. Why is this useful? For example, someone commented on our Facebook group. I couldn't find it, but someone was like, hey, Catwoman, what the fuck was really funny? Where are the other, what are the other nine episode numbers of the what the fucks? And I was like, just click in the show notes. It's very simple. You just go jockinner.com slash the number of the episode. All nine what the fuck links are in there. I may should do, now that we have 10 of them, I, I should, may do, should do, I may should do you, uh, like a, a special section, like a what the fuck happened sound like Jar Jar Binks. I may should. I sound like Misa. Tom Waits and you sound like Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> All right, look, Rugs is back. We got a lot of news and reviews and whatever we choose to discuss, let's get to it. The Jock, Jock and Nerd Podcast. Before we get to the nerd and listener, and boy, there will be some nerd, and we're gonna start with some jocking. Hey, oh, do you even podcast? He does, and he has thoughts. Anthony, uh, last episode you mentioned this big fight, oh, yeah. Habib versus McGregor. Well, 
Bieber. the fight happened and extracurriculars happened and I watched a bunch of videos and holy shit, this was the most entertaining, amazing fucking thing. Anthony, breakdown for a listener that maybe doesn't <laughs> know what's going on, how, how the fight went, what happened and what happened post fight. Oh man. So if you've been listening to Patreon, this is going to be a bit redundant. Um, <laughs> so sorry, but not everyone pays for bonus content. So. Not yet. Not yet. Get uh, it. And you should. You definitely should. Dollar a month. Very easy. Uh, Habib Nurmagomedov, or Nurmagomedov, whatever you want to call him, was defending his 155-pound title against the returning Conor McGregor. Uh, these two have a bit of a rivalry back in April. Conor McGregor threw a dolly at Habib's bus. Wow. Um, because Habib had... Uh, slapped Conor McGregor's teammate the day prior. So uh, there's been a bit of bad blood. Uh, McGregor's been talking a lot of shit uh, about his family, religion, country, whole, all sorts of stuff. You also have the fact that sporting-wise, uh, this was the fight to make. Habib is the lightweight champion, uh, undefeated, and Conor McGregor never really lost his titles. He had the lightweight belt, and he's basically the biggest star in the sport. So they had a huge fight. And Habib basically dominated the fight, won by rear naked choke in the fourth round, and then proceeded to jump out of the cage, attack Connor's team. Oh, uh, some of Habib's teammates jumped in the cage and uh, attacked Connor McGregor. There was a bunch of big brawl inside and outside the cage, just maximum chaos. Um, and yeah, that was uh, holy that was about shit. It. I love that's, that. Was the uh, that's the quick rundown if you. We're living under a rock and yeah, you forgot the part where this. Vince McMahon came out. Yeah, the and, thing uh, <laughs> and then got a chair, hit somebody, and then went under the, oh, is that the same thing we're talking uh, about? Yeah, this, this was this was taking a page out of WWE. I felt like for the audience it was like an immersive experience. Like, hey, you get punched and you get punched. Everybody gets punched. My um, favorite thing was Drake's reaction. Yes. They had a shot of Drake looking like he shit his pants. <laughs> that was hilarious. And then yeah. I think Chris Pratt was there and he's like, I'm okay, guys. I didn't get punched. Yeah, that's it was full on chaos. But wow, dude, the reverse angle of the shot of uh, Habib leaping out of the cage towards who's that blonde dude? What's that blonde dude's name? His name is Dylan Dennis. Dylan Dennis. He is Conor McGregor's jujitsu coach. Is that who he slapped before? No. Oh, that's a different guy. guy. Anyways, that shot of him just leaping over right on top of Tannis was fucking crazy. But then you also see Khabib's guys like kind of all thug like around the thing, like pushing people and jumping in. And one dude, like there's security guards are walking by and dudes are just jumping into the octagon just in front of the fucking security guard. And the guy cold cocks him from behind. This was amazing. This was so, so entertaining. What do you make of this, Anthony? Is this all uh, theater? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. This it's, is it's all, all real. real. Really? It's real. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have to f- keep in mind, Connor threw a dolly at this man's bus That's and true. had like 40 guys out there waiting for him in April. But this creates a story that they could sell for another oh, fight. Yeah, yeah, they can definitely create a story. But here's the thing, man. Connor talked a lot of shit coming into this fight. When doesn't he, though? He always does. But, uh, I mean, he attacked Habib's father. He yeah. brought Whoa. up yeah. um, like religious stuff, po- political stuff about Dagestan and Chechnya. Khabib is the type of man that is is really about that life. Like, grew up in war torn Dagestan. Yeah, like, don't you just don't the, talk. Don't fuck with like, those guys. You don't talk about his family like that. Like, he's very much a, a big honor person. So, Connor kind of had it coming. I mean, it's it's not the 
it's it's quite stupid what he did. Like no one is talking about the performance he put on. He yeah. dominated that yeah. fight, but no one's yeah. talking about that. Everyone's yeah. talking about the brawl. Like everyone's forgotten that the fight even happened inside the ring. Yeah. So on Con- on Khabib's part, it's stupid. Um, but it's it's all real. It's all uh, I mean, it's all legit stuff. And uh, Connor had it coming. Do you think there's gonna be a rematch, or is Connor just like peacing out? He's like, I've had. Oh, well, Connor's already talking about a rematch. I mean, the the numbers are coming out, and it looks like they made they sold over. 2.3 million pay-per-views, Damn. which is a shit ton of cash. Yeah. Uh, it's the most UFC pay-per-views ever sold. So, I mean, Connor already wants a rematch. If it's, it's on, from the sport level, Connor doesn't deserve a rematch. The next guy in line is Tony Ferguson. Connor got his ass kicked. From the business aspect, you could probably make some money with a rematch. So, we'll see what happens. Uh, is this out of character for Habib? That's what I kept hearing. Like that. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he's gotten into some brawls before, but nothing like this after a fight. This is the first time after a fight. He's gotten into brawls. Yeah, if you though. win, you just like, that's it. I'm yeah, yeah most of the time, yeah. the winner doesn't act like this. I mean, it was right afterwards. Like, he, they were talking shit, and he just threw his mouth There's a lot of rumors him. that uh, the guy that he attacked, Dylan Dennis, was screaming during the fight that like racist Habib shit. was a, a Muslim rat. <laughs> Jesus. So wait, let me ask you this. Isn't shit talking part of this whole sport? Oh yeah, it's fighting. So did this go too far past a certain line of shit talk? Like shouldn't there, on the one hand, shouldn't Khabib just be able to take this and not react? I mean there's I mean, it's fighting. So first off, it's not like we're we're dealing with checkers here. Yeah. Like this is real emotion. Um everyone has their certain lines, man. Some people can take it. And it's obvious that Habib's line was crossed and yeah. he, even after the fight he was so enraged that he couldn't even enjoy his victory. Connor got in his head then, pretty much, which is probably yeah, what Connor he wanted to got do. In, hmm. Connor got in his head for sure. Damn! And when was the last time McGregor fought? When was his last fight? Well, he had mock, he had the boxing match right. with Mayweather, but count? the last time he fought when UFC was two years ago. Two years ago? Oh yeah. shit! Jesus, man! So wow, you gotta be pretty rusty after two years. Yeah. That was crazy. This is the crazy guy fight. I kind of want to talk about now, uh, based on this audio <laughs> clip. I'm here with the winner, Derek Lewis. Derek, why'd you take your pants off? My balls was hot. This is the... I don't know anything <laughs> about this guy, Derek Lewis, but I fucking love him. Like, He's fantastic. One of the greatest post-fight interviews. Super funny and relatable and down-to-earth. Tell me about this guy. So Derek Lewis, actually, like two days ago, got announced to fight in the next... So UFC has a, a pay-per-views every month, and they run a bunch of other events. But they pay-per-views, they need like a main event. And this next pay-per-view is in november like the first weekend in november and uh they needed a main event because it's in new york madison square garden so they always go big for that one they couldn't find a main event so after Derek lewis won this fight they offered him a main event heavyweight title shot dance against daniel cormier in like four weeks notice and they're, they're gonna fight next month Damn, so they're, they're, they're just capitalize like Dan, uh, Derek Lewis gained like a million followers on Instagram after Dude, this he, fight. I mean, I and like I even know about him from from now. We well, got he's, this. He's all I know uh, about him is his balls are hot. <laughs> my balls was hot. Got this balls clip now. He he is hilarious. Like he is one of the funniest dudes. If you follow him on Instagram, he's hilarious. All his post fight interviews are funny as hell. There was one fight where he fought this guy named Travis Brown, who's currently married to Ronda Rousey. Oh, um, but before he was dating Ronda Rousey, there was like allegations of domestic violence. So after Derek Lewis beat him, he like was talking about how uh, he knew he had more heart than Travis Brown because he likes to put his hands on women. And then he was like, after he ended the interview, he's like, "Where Ronda Rousey fine ass at?" Oh <laughs> shit, he's great, but, but he's hilarious. Like every yeah. fight he's in, I kid you not, he gets his ass kicked for ninety percent of that fight, 
and then somehow comes back and wins. Like he's, he, wow. he is fat and out of shape yeah. and really not even that good, yeah. but he can fucking hit you with one shot and you're down. What, what, what did he say about putting women's legs up in the air? <laughs> oh, yeah. He, and, and he was like, well, what are you going to do to celebrate? He's like, I think I'll put my wife's legs up in the air and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I love what they were like, you got to take on Connor? And he's like, my black ass needs some cardio. I'm tired yeah. after one fight. Like, yeah. I love this guy. Great personality. Uh, and like is this slipping though closer to WWE shenanigans with this fucking brawl or are they going to be alright they pull it back and- no, they, I mean everyone's talking got, about yeah, it so they got they're, so they're, much they're, press they're, man. They're, they're, they might do this in the fine. future because it's building so yeah. much hype yeah yeah. This, I mean, it's not the smartest way to go about it but oh people are getting ideas people are getting ideas now any attention for the UFC is good attention yeah if I hype shit up then more people will watch, and then I'll be a rising star. If I say something funny like <laughs> my balls are hot, it's gonna be I, my my prediction is that every post fight interview is gonna be people talking about their balls. It's, my balls was hot. It's entertainment at the end of it the day. It is. It is. Uh, no, that's a lot of fun. Uh, listener, if you want to uh, join in on this conversation, it's going on right now at our Facebook group called Jock and Nerd Nation. It's an exclusive closed group just for our listeners. Definitely sign up. Lots of fun shenanigans. You can chop it up with all the great listeners there. For example, right now, Jess Rivera posted a leaked trailer description for Avengers 4. Geek boner. I did not read it. I read the first three lines, and then I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to read this. Where was that at? Uh, it's on, on our, It's Yeah, it's a series oh, wow. of graphics where this guy goes... He, it's, he starts off with like, I'm not going to tell you where I got this, but you're going to come back after the trailer comes out and thank me. And then he continues, Anthony, you like reading these things, don't I you? Do. Yeah. All right. Well, if you do, it's at the nation. Now, did they, wait, I'm going to go back to UFC real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Now, did he like take his pants off during the fight? Is that no, what he did? After the fight, right he's got his yeah. like shorts off and they're out draped over his shoulder. And you can see an official be like, put your shorts back. <laughs> he's and just Rogan immediately without skipping a beat to, before <laughs> any questions. Like, why do you have your pants off? My balls was hot. That's why. I love having that clip. It's yeah, I didn't fantastic. see that fight. I only saw the main event. Right, right I, I, yeah. I'm just, <laughs> just, just <laughs> grabbing my whole attention for some reason. I mean, it's great. I mean, it's like comic books, man. It's great soap opera storylines uh, that even a nerd like me can relate to. Going, this shit was fucking crazy. And uh, if you want to talk about your hot balls, go to the join the Facebook. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's more hot balls there. Also, send in your roast audio. We're doing it for a 250th episode. I already got some entries for the episode. So the fun has begun. I can't wait to see this. Uh, just visit jogginer.com slash contact for all the ways to get in touch with us. All right, let's move on to I thought it was really neat and progressive the way. Warner Brothers in DC like released uh, Aquaman on YouTube, like the whole movie they just put out. I was like, wow. Uh, <laughs> you don't even have to see it anymore. I don't have to watch it parts. anymore. Oh, wait a minute. That was a trailer, wasn't it? But I saw whole scenes in this extended video. What'd you guys think of this extended five minute fucking trailer? Did it uh, get you hyped, Anthony? Um, Are you pumped? I'm John not Bellotti? pumped. I'm pumped. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm not pumped. I mean, it looks okay. I just the, the reason the thing about that trailer is it's really badly edited. And like they just kind of throw two clips in there, and it's not really seamlessly weaved into what was going on prior. But overall, I mean, I'm not like saying that it looks bad or anything. I definitely embracing the color. Like James Wan 
uh, is definitely like running in the opposite direction of Snyder's aesthetic. Yep. And, and a lot of people ask for that. So, I mean, he's just going for it. So it looks like they're definitely going for something that is unlike anything I don't think I've ever seen before. I mean, a fucking underwater battle with like yeah. sharks and seahorses and stuff. Like they're going full out. I, I still don't think, um, what's his name? Momoa. Momoa. Momoa is all that great in the lead. Dirt you know, bag, I don't think, bro, Aquaman. Yeah, but I mean, shit, man. Even at the end, when they when he has the yellow and he's got green the suit, yellow it looks green. all right. It looks kind of cool. So yeah, I mean, it looks. I'm intrigued. I I I, I like that they're at least like going full out on the fucking underwater, colorful, yeah, uh, sea animal vibe with like crazy war. I mean, it reminded me a little bit of like Brendan Fraser's The Mummy meets Indiana Jones meets yeah. some other things. That one tracking shot on the rooftops where Mira is running and then they pull back. That, first of all, that sequence is great. And they pull all the way back and you see Arthur and Black Manta fighting and you learn more about the king and the trident and what the story is. I'm kind of like, I guess this was the New York Comic Con footage that they just fucking plunked in the other trailer they had, which is uh, this extra footage. But I'm I'm pumped for this. Like this is gonna be excited. Like this looks fun. It looks fun. It's gonna be a fun ride. Rugs. Yeah, I would say that the art direction is kind of reminded me of Valerian. Yeah. Uh, if you saw that movie, it was full of CG. It was CG porn. Yeah. Was like, but, yeah. And it was colorful, and it had like a lot of uh, dynamic senses to it. So I feel like it's kind of like in that same genre, same like uh, wheelhouse as uh, Valerian. I don't know. I mean, the tone does it. It seems like it's kind of lighthearted. Yeah. Uh, I think that um, Black Manta looked pretty cool. And the trench uh, looks cool. The trench looks pretty cool. I mean, it's very cartoony. Yeah. I don't mind that per se, but I mean, like, I kind of trust James Wan more yeah. than yeah. Uh, other directors. You because know, he's been involved in things that like kind of have taken hold and and lasted. So I don't know. I kind of I'm waiting and seeing. Like I I'm kind of like cautiously optimistic. I didn't think the CG looked that bad. Uh, you know, watching it again, it looks. Um, it doesn't look bad. It it does look. I don't know. I can't put my it's finger. It's designed on it. realism. It's not yes. a real realism. Yes. Yeah. But that, it's that, consistent. That's, that's exactly. Yeah. There you go. It's definitely consistent, and it's like, and I think Black Manta still looks. It's fucking definitely sick. feels comic booky. Yeah. But you can you notice that it's not real. You're like you're definitely noticing. I mean, the only thing I'm real. worried about is the story. You know, it being kind of a Black Panther underwater. I'm more worried that not that. I'm more worried that they've just got a lot going on. There's a lot going on, we, and then you we, see a giant CG battle. Like, is this going to be the third act? Is that giant battle underwater with the two day? Like, is it just going to be? I'm more worried about the fact that they have. It seems like they're doing multiple villains in the first movie. Well, you got yeah, Black Manta yeah. and you got Orm and you got like, Orm, Ocean Master. Uh, probably Black Manta will not be a huge part. It may just be. Might be a little thing, but then. I don't want it to feel like tacked on. Well, either. so James Wan and Momoa said like that, like there's, they just scratched the surface. Cause I was like, man, they're showing a lot of this fucking movie. Hope I hope they got more cool shit. And they're like, yeah, we got a lot more cool shit. So how big of a part are the trench going to play and black Manta and Orm and the story of the Atlanteans trying to wage war. That's a lot. That's a lot of shit right there. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see what happens. Even, and you know what? Even Mira's red hair is growing on me. Amber Heard, I, she looks great. She's very, very cute in this. Damn, Amron about facing all over the place. I like I like her. I like her red hair. I don't like the red hair all that much, but I'm I'm 
warming up to it because the color palette is yeah. so bright yeah. in this trailer. Little splash of color always helps. I mean, this is what. I hopefully the story is good, and hopefully yeah. the movie is actually good. But yeah. everyone was complaining about dark and dreary yeah. Snyder look, so they're they've reacted to it. <laughs> it has the makings of being the best DCEU movie to date. If it could, could be, it, it could, could be. be. I mean, yes. Wonder Woman's the only movie it has yep. to beat. Yep, exactly. I feel like the only thing that's weighing it down is Jason Momoa. <laughs> I would agree. Yes, and hopefully the the surrounding cast, like they use him well, and actually the cat, the surrounding cast carries everything, and he's just like, I could have peed on it. Okay, you're done, Momoa. Cut. Let's go to the next scene. He's just saying dumb shit all the time. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of see how he. Can he lead? Can he hold the screen with his presence? That's the only thing. Can he? It really is up to him. Yeah. Can he lead a movie? Yeah. That is not shit. <laughs> Hopefully with so much going on, maybe they could pull a Black Panther where, you know, everyone else was way more interesting than but T'Challa be, like, in that movie. Yes, everyone was way more interesting, but you knew you know Bozeman can act. Yes, we already, we already had that. We knew right. he could do it. So December 21st, end of the year, on that crazy crowded date, uh, we'll get Aquaman. Uh, another trailer that just came out today. I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch it. I saw it. Let me watch it right now. Time jump. Talking nerd. It's the new trailer for M. Night Shyamalan's Glass, which is a sequel to Split, which was a secret sequel to Unbreakable. Oh, shit. Completing like a superhero trilogy, and I just watched Split recently, and I'm glad I did, because it was very good, and I'm super pumped for Glass. Uh, what do you guys think of this trailer? We get a little more story, a little more character development, uh, some more action scenes and shots of McAvoy. This thing looks amazing. Well, I recently watched uh, Unbreakable, and I watched Split within the past six months okay and uh i was like okay man like m night Shyamalan looks like he's getting his mojo back yes. i hope he doesn't fuck this up this, that's what yes. i'm thinking yes this I'm looks like, like good m he's night. blown it yes many times so i'm i'm cautiously hoping that he does not fuck this up i'm hoping it's the old m night Shyamalan who understands what people want to see yeah and uh i really think that he he kind of tends to downplay a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I think that people are hoping that it goes a little bit further than the other movies went. Uh, take it further in terms of development and like actually just getting to it. He does. The tension is great in Split and his great movies. I, I, I'm talking about action-wise uh, and things happening. Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan movies is a lot of nothing happening. That's a lot of waiting. true. Yeah. It's a lot so, of just uh, still shots, but there seems to be action in this movie. I'm hoping there's some. It doesn't have to be a lot, but it just has to be more than a normal M. Night Shyamalan movie. Anthony, what are your thoughts on this? So I haven't seen Unbreakable in a long time. Yeah. I still need to see Split, but I, it's good. I've heard really good things yeah. about Split, and I don't remember Unbreakable, so yeah. my opinion on this is a little skewed because I don't have the full uh, arsenal of movies at hand. Um, but it looks good. I mean, I saw the first trailer for Glass. I thought it looked good. I like the idea of like these three being like the only superheroes and being not and not being a thing. And all three of them are so different from one another. Yeah. Um. So I think it looks good. I think I I was actually getting pumped by the end to like see the tease of Mister Glass and uh, the Beast teaming up, and then 
Uh, Bruce Willis is unbreakable fighting the beast. David Dunn. People. So Mr. Yeah. Glass still has this beef with David Dunn. Unbreakable. I mean, you remember that great scene where, you know, there's a train crash. Everyone dies except for him. I love his his costume, which is just like a poncho. So um, he's just he's legit, just like immune to everything. He huh? thinks he can't die and he's super strong. And it, all of these things are people that think they are these things like and they really go into that and split. Where his identity disorder, like it changes his physiology, but I guess it's happening because you see a shot of the beast like running the wall like fucking Spider-Man. I didn't know right. he could do that. I thought he could just like grab shit. And uh, it's th- this. I love the flashing of the lights and how they're changing his personality to get to the beast. Um, but uh, this is going to be uh, a return. I saw I saw an interview at night and basically he said. He started out making scary movies, and then when he had kids, he kind of softened because he wanted to make movies his kids could watch, and he made shitty movies. And now he's like, my kids are old enough where I'm enjoying scaring them again, so I'm back to making scary movies, which is great. That's where you need to be, M. Night, because uh, you do you still have a lot of that well, he great got flair. Too, he got too wrapped up in the whole, like, his... His signature endings. twist ending. Yeah, his yeah. twist oh, ending. Henry endings. His movies just yeah. started to just suck because yeah. you're just... The plot is just people waiting around. They're very convoluted, too. Yeah, yeah just like, for the it, twist ending. Yeah, and then yeah. it would get even more convoluted like, with each ending. It's a dude with one huge arm for no apparent reason. <laughs> the reason that he's been pumping up his arm his whole life is one arm, so he could do something with that one it's arm. One Punch Man. Is that One Punch Man? No, that was that the lady in the water. Oh, that's what that movie's about? I never saw that fucking no, shit. Like, it's about a mermaid who, lands in, who in, appears in a pool somewhere. And there's all these weirdos, and all these weirdos are like have to do something to like help the story move along. And there's this one guy who has one big arm and then <laughs> one regular arm. Okay. He just works out with one arm his whole life. <laughs> and it doesn't make any fucking sense. But, uh, the last that's, movie that's, he that's, did—that's how bad in Night Shyamalan. Uh, did anybody see the last his uh, the visit where the with the sc- scary grandma visit? No, I did not see. No, I wonder if that was any good. That did okay. Yeah, I mean, he was—he really. Like the lady in the water, the happening were bad, and then like yeah. he got oh, the into the happening. I forgot about that one. He got into doing the last Airbender, and then After Earth, yeah, and yeah. both went were so he bad. After Earth and the last he Airbender did After Earth shit. too. Yeah. That's a horrible movie. But when I watched yeah, that Sp- movie, was supposed and that, that movie was pegged to be like really yeah. big because you had Will Smith and Jaden Smith in the same Jayden. movie. I think that was a detriment. Everyone's yeah. least favorite Smith was in that movie. Any oh, Smith shit. spawn is automatically yes, a no for me. But look, when I watched Split, I was like, oh, this is return to form for M. Night. Like, he is pulling the tension. He's doing the twist and everything, and it's working. It was very good. Highly recommended, especially if you're going to see this. You got to watch both those movies. Did you guys know that these guys have names, not just McAvoy's The Beast? The other two have names, which they were given in these, like, motion posters they released on Twitter. Okay, what are they? Sam Jackson is called the mastermind. Right. And David Dunn is called the overseer. So you got <laughs> the overseer versus the mastermind and the beast who uh, fucking oh, looks eat good. you. But yeah. They call him Mr. Glass. Yeah, but you think they call me Mr. Glass for a reason? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm excited for that. That's coming out in January. I got to say, I read the uh, trailer too. Oh, you did, did you? While you guys were talking. Okay, well, look. We'll have some MCU news at the end no, of the news. I'm not going to spoil anything. Okay. But, yeah, I'm so torn if I want to read it no, or not. No, don't, don't read it. Okay, I'm not going to read it. Because it could be true. Uh, but let's talk about this big news breaking early this week. James Gunn has a new job, people. He is officially confirmed to write 
and possibly direct the Suicide Squad sequel. Geek Booner. Shit. For <laughs> Warner Brothers. He predicted this. Holy shit. Disney, uh, this is true, Disney. That's a big fuck up right there. They have picked up on your fuck up and I think I couldn't be happier for the guy. I think this is a great pick because he could do his team of degenerates and actually make them even more degenerate than the guardians and the, you know, the shiny Disney version of the MCU. Uh, what do you guys think? Are, is this uh give you hope for the sequel? Um, first off, I, as a guard, I liked guardians one and two. Yeah. So I'm kind of sad. To see, obviously I've been sad to see him go. Yes. Um, but this is basically his big. F- I mean, this is as big a fuck you to Marvel as the, as there can be or yep. to Disney. Yeah, I mean, he went to the com- the competitor with the franchise that was basically riffing Guardians of the Galaxy. They wanted it to be Guardians of the Galaxy, and they get the Guardians of the Galaxy. They get the Guardians, yeah. Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy. And guy, so yeah, it's funny. Like I they- mean, it could be. It, it, it could be pretty good. It could be like just like Justice League. They're like, but we they got to they got to let them do his thing though. They have to, yeah. Don't hack it up. Be hands off. They got the thing th- is, the only thing is, James Gunn has to find like a different uh, carrot for this movie. He can't just copy the Guardians formula because everyone's gonna be like, that's just Guardians now with different characters. So my question is, what does he do with the sequel? Do you do a sequel? Do you reboot it? Do you use the same cast? Do you recast it? What would make sense? I mean, you got you got to have well, M- M- Margot Robbie. I don't know. I mean, I think I think Will Smith and Margot Robbie are pretty likely to come back. Yeah, but the thing with the Suicide Squad is that's a rotating cast. Yeah, too so in the you comics. could change out most of them. Yeah. Now, uh, we all know how big a fan Batista, Dave Batista, who plays Drax, is of James Gunn. He's like, where do I sign up? I'm in. Eventually, when they kill him off as Drax, he may make his way over. And wh- who would he play? What if they put make him Bane? In a version of the Suicide yeah, that's Squad, that's going around the internet a lot. That'd be Bane who else? Wouldn't be a bad idea. Rugs, who else could be player? Is that the best? Well, pick they already or? had it. Killer Croc. They already. Yeah, had that I could guy. see that. Yeah, Solomon Grundy. I don't know. Well, he could do I a mean, Grundy. The version of Bane that Gail Simone wrote for uh, uh, Secret Six. Secret Six is yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah, and would be great on. It would work on uh, in a movie. I mean, he's basically this. He's a big, strong dude, obviously, um, but he has like this code of honor and he has this weird um he wants to protect who obsession in the, yeah. with with uh scandal savage so yeah so, and it, like like he treats her like a child right so he's like always, it's his like, daughter overprotective like, like but yeah. yeah but he's like like you shouldn't eat cereal it's bad for you. <laughs> yes. or like he's like just stupid shit like that <laughs> so imagine he could do that with margot robbie's harley quinn how much fun that would be bane was he was almost they almost played bane up like uh drax kind of yeah where it's like that literal sense of like not doesn't doesn't understand the little things. Yeah, takes everything. Then you wouldn't see really. Dave Bautista's face. Is that the value? Well, I, uh, who cares? <laughs> it was because he's gonna yeah. have a thing. I'll take his... it off. They, anyone with a fucking mask in comics <laughs> takes that shit off. off so goddamn quickly. Yeah. Will Smith wore that Deadshot mask for like, for like two seconds. Two seconds. It looked yeah. great. Right. I wish oh, he wore boy. it more. Uh, I saw a quick about Secret Six. I saw an article at CBS is uh, they're going to do a ten episode Secret Six series, possibly. Really? With one of the guys Secret who Six was awesome. Yeah, they wrote Scrubs, so it's going to be like a comedy. But Gail Simone's Secret Six, if you've not read it, definitely picked it up. Anthony turned me on to that. I loved it. It's great with yeah, Catman. I, I bought it because of Nicholas Scott's art. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a uh, uh, really great. Uh, book. 
look. She draws great man bl- man butt. Man butt and man boobs. Man, yes. but uh, this is a uh, this could be the beginning of the turning for Warner Brothers. It's funny they wanted Justice League to be their Avengers. They got the they ended up getting the Avengers guy. Now, same situation with this. Hopefully, he can erase that first fucking shitty movie, and uh, just to have I mean, have a lot of fun. Just don't do it. a trash heap in the sky. Yeah, don't do a CGI. What with ending. a better bad guy? He well, look, he's great. He needs to write. Well, writing wise, he's great at writing team stuff. We've all seen it. Just imagine. Well, that stuff a little bit darker that we've seen in Guardians of the Galaxy. I just am worried about humor, like the humor as at, at, uh, Guardians two. The humor went off the rails a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I see what you're saying. I thought it was a week because of a weaker because of that. So I'm hoping that he doesn't. He plays it a little bit, kind of more conservative. Uh, you can still go get wacky. I mean, you have Harley Quinn. You can get really wacky with her. Maybe another character you can get pretty wacky with, but. If every character is a jokester, well, it was relying too much yes, on the comedy a little bit. Where it's cartoony and people are doing like Looney Tune shit. But still, seeing Kurt Russell and Chris Pratt play ball like father and son, that just gets you <laughs> so nice. You can't. Uh, it was so telegraphed. <laughs> yes, but you just like, I'm tearing. Oh, a boy and his dad. Uh, so, interestingly enough, the sequel to Suicide Squad had a director. And a writer, or it was Gavin O'Connor, who is clearly out now because of this, but he was hired to write and direct the film. Apparently, he left because his script for Suicide Squad was almost identical to the script for Birds of Prey, which Warner Brothers decided to fast track ahead of the Suicide Squad sequel. And he's like, All right, then, fuck you guys, I'm out. Like, I don't know if they took his script or he, I don't know what happened. I think for DC, they saw an opportunity here. Yes. They're like, like, we don't care. Get him out. Yes. (laughs) We don't care why he has to leave. We're going to get James Gunn. And, you know, they clearly don't care about the fucking uh, right wing Twitter hit job or, or, or whatever, you know, the public thinks like, uh, I got to give him some credit for, for having the balls be like, no, Yeah, that takes a, I mean, they're there, you know, they need to make some moves. So. That's a big move for them. Look, he still said those. Th- he still tweeted those things. He still, yeah. you know, made some weird ass fucking jokes about pedophilia. But yeah, uh, gives a shit. That was that was the, the James Gunn <laughs> yeah, of the past. He's thought. changed. Who gives a until shit? Until he does it until again. Until he actually does something. <laughs> yes. You can't. Yeah, it's crazy. It's jokes. It's jokes, people. These- and I mean, he. I mean, again, not the best taste in terms of jokes, and not the best platform to put it on. Yeah. But he's making a making a fucking movie. Who ca- like yeah. who really cares? The guy, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Andrew Dice Clay was just in some movie as Lady Gaga's father. Yeah. All right. This dude has said such crazy shit in the name of comedy. Yeah. You know, That's like what are you gonna him. fucking not let him act anymore? It's ridiculous. That's why you love him. But uh, no, good for the James Gunn. Uh, okay, I got a little story from Delhauer that he told me. Before we recorded the what the fuck happened to Catwoman, that leads in to our next story. I had an interesting uh, event this week. I was this close to being an extra in the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. They're, they're filming out in Jersey, and they, they put a whole thing out. So I, uh, I emailed them, and they got back to me like an hour later back on Monday. And they were like, hey, uh, you know, can you do an overnight shoot in Jersey City on Sunday? 
I said, yeah, sure. I could totally do that. Like, all right, you know, send us your information with, uh, you know, clothing and whatever else. And so I did that and I hear back from them the next day. And the first thing they say is they're like, can you send us pictures of the sides of your head? And I'm thinking, okay, maybe they can't tell in the first one I sent that I have earrings. So they want to like, like, you know, figure that out and be like, oh, you have to take those out or whatever. And so I send them the pictures and also I'm like, yeah, you know, and I'm also willing to shave if you guys need me to do that. Uh, And they come back and they're like, well, because the movie takes place in the early 80s, we feel your hair is too short on the sides. So, uh, you know, thanks, but never mind. But you know what? I think Delhauer, you dodged a bullet, baby. Uh, From Variety, extras on the set of the upcoming Joker movie were reportedly locked on subway cars in Brooklyn for more than three hours last weekend, forcing some to urinate on the tracks through the small space between cars. Oh, shit. Now, I'm sure Delhauer is sad he's not in the movie, but uh, I'm sure he's glad he didn't have to go through this shit. And I've had to pee. I've peed on the tracks in the subway in, in, in New York, in Brooklyn, in the past. I'm, I really don't have any sympathy for that, for the, for the action. No, why not? No. Because <laughs> you know any jobs that actually you can't pee for like hours at a time? <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. They got, Give me a fucking break. They got craft services right out <laughs> yeah, there. Who, yeah, like they could suck my balls. I'm sorry. But <laughs> my balls was this, this, I can name a, a doctor doing a fucking operation can't pee. I'm sorry. I had this gotta, dude's brain open for 12 hours. I, I didn't have a chance yeah. to pee. What do you want? Okay, there are harder jobs, I understand. Yeah, but come on, here's the thing break. about peeing on the tracks in the subway that you have to be really careful. You got to know which one's the third rail and you got to not hit it. Or you got to pee in short stream burst. So- like this is the <laughs> shit that we're dealing with with today's people. Yes. I can't pee. I mean, if you got to pee, I got to understand. You, you want to pee. but I mean, having to, having to really pee does really hurt. <laughs> but I don't, I don't feel bad. I'm but like, just saying. It's not like they weren't peeing at all. They were peeing right. off the side of the thing. Yeah, which was, I, have, I guess they I were have, fine with it. I have no fucking problem peeing anywhere. Yeah. I'll pee. If I got to pee, I'll pee. I'll pee like, right there. It's not that they didn't let them pee. It's that they didn't let them go to the bathroom. <laughs> they were denied yeah. a break after two hours of work. Two ha- but uh, the other thing is maybe Todd, Todd Phillips did this on purpose to use this in the scene. And get this crowd. Have you seen? You've seen these videos where they're pouring out uh, with Joaquin Phoenix and Joker makeup. And it looks like Thomas Wayne is running for mayor or some shit, right? Uh, but I just, uh, I just thought that was funny. After Delhauer said he almost got a role as an extra, which would be great, but not, not in this movie, maybe. So <laughs> get dodged a bullet. We also have you guys see this first look at uh, Ruby Rose as Batwoman on the CW. I did. Holy shit, dude. I thought this was like a cover of a comic book or like a promotional. Uh, th- this is actually what she looks like. It looks amazing. I love that this. Good. I love the suit. I love the, the the red bat on the black. She's got the ears. She's got the red hair. Uh, t- very, uh, very fun. It's, it's uh, very fun. I mean, it's simple, but I mean, it works. It's, it's not. It's uh, just got a cape. It's not overly detailed or anything. It looks about about right. I mean, I think for CW, it's like it's. I really it, don't have a problem. With no, it just no. nah, that's fine. I like yeah, seeing. It's, it's fine. I like it seeing. The, I'm not like wowed by it. Yeah. But I'm not like like it's not overly leathery like CW look usually is. But I mean, they're going for Gotham and Batman and the ears and everything, you know. So uh, that's exciting. And after all the backlash, uh, they're like, "Here, look, she looks great, you bastards." All right, let's roll into a couple of bits of MCU news. 
Hollywood Reporter reporting ScarJo, Scarlett Johansson, she's going to get paid $15 million oh, for a Black Widow movie. This is so great. Which is so good for her. The, the sixth movie she's done at Black Widow. This is on par with what Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth each got for playing Captain America and Thor in Avengers Infinity War. That's fucked up because... They didn't want to give Scarlett Johansson a movie. Right, for like years. Five years ago. <laughs> and now she's getting a $15 million payday because now they have to do this shit because of the success of Wonder Woman and the push for Captain Marvel. And people have been now like uh, saying, you know, ScarJo needs a movie. She needs to have the Black Widow movie. So they fucking pushed. She ended up... Uh, if she would have done this movie five years ago, she wouldn't got jack shit. Yeah, she wouldn't probably got like so a million. So she actually... Played the long game. Yeah, she's won, she's winning. I, I mean, I think a lot of that was uh, Ike Perlmutter, who just didn't think a female-led movie was going to work and refused to even uh, acknowledge it. Uh, and in terms of first outings and his solo movie, Robert Downey Jr. took $500,000 for the first Iron Man. But then he got $50 million <laughs> for Avengers. Uh, and she pulled down like a low seven-figure salary for her debut in Iron Man 2. But... Uh, this is great progress. This is great movement. And dude, you know they can afford this. Like, that's nothing for them. They're making fucking billions of dollars off this shit. Uh, Do you think... Now, this is a different question. Yeah. Do you think anybody's going to watch this movie? Yeah, I, I have so. no interest in a Black Widow movie. I don't I don't personally have a ton of interest yeah. in a Black Widow movie yeah. either, but I think it'll do really well. Listen, okay. listen who think, Who thought people would go see an Ant-Man I movie? I think it'll do... Or Guardians I, of the Galaxy it'll, movie. It'll do Ant-Man money. It'll probably do Ant Man money. I, I which think is it'll bad. do more. I think it'll do more. I think there is a unless she's like half naked throughout the whole movie. <laughs> no, there's I don't no that. fucking way. No, I think it's. I think the the or the villain has to be good. This yes, there's got to be a secondary draw. I, I don't think her being. I think actually her being covered up will like even help it out even more. Right. I think the the far. I think the left and the feminists will rally around a movie like this hardcore. Okay. Just like just just like Wonder but Woman. But they've also shit on her for being a, a lesbian in another movie, for being like a, a transgender person in another movie. This is so her redemption. Think, this, huh? is her, this is her redemption. <laughs> they took her down. So they took her down three months ago. Wait, I thought she back out. Of, her up. Didn't she well, back they, out? They, also, they also took her down because she wasn't Asian. Yeah, that yeah, also. So she's that been was getting also the takedowns all the yeah. time. This is redemption. Yeah, she's like I'll the fucking. MCU know. is like. No, they're not Teflon, but they're up there. Yeah, they're close. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I think, you know, you can have That's a good point. You can have her as lead and have a bunch of uh, make her like a mini team behind her. But it's got to have a good villain. Yes. Like someone that has some cachet. And then you got to have maybe a, a guest. A guest cameo. Guy. Yeah. You need a maybe guest. Maybe a Hawkeye Avenger or cameo. Look, she's been in six movies. She's a fan favorite. Everybody gets her, knows her character. You wouldn't really even have to set up she that was much. She's the best in the Winter Soldier. That's yeah. what my opinion is. Yeah, her turn. She's great in Winter her Soldier. Her hair changes every movie. The Russos, quick side note, the Russos seem to write every character yeah, really well. Yeah, they get their characters. The best version of T'Challa. The best version of T'Challa. Yeah. I think Spider-Man was much better in the Winter yes, Soldier. Yes. In the in uh, Civil his, War. In, yeah, in, in Civil War than in... Uh, his own movie. They get these characters. Caps Absolutely. is best and yeah. with the Russos. Speaking of Cap, uh, anybody said of uh, uh, Chris Evans saying he's officially done playing Captain America? He's wrapped. It won't last. No? After yeah, eight he's years, gonna, he's uh, he said he's done. You think he's going to come gonna back? He's like, going to have like three or four years, and then he's not going to do shit, and then he's going to be like, oh, I'm going to be back Captain America again. 
But does that mean like uh, Cap's a hard kill in Infinity in Avengers Four? I think yeah, he's, but it's I the Marvel Universe. Yeah. You can bend space and time. That's you true. Can do whatever. You can go in the quantum. Come on, realm. runs comics. <laughs> Anthony, you're not sad. <laughs> you don't, don't give think... a shit about reality. Nobody's actually dead. That's I mean, I'll point. be sad when he like dies in the film. Um, I think it's it's possible he's dead. Or, uh, he's it's possible he's done. I'd be sad to see if he was, but like Rugby said, I'm enough money could bring him back. I think the grass is greener, right? That's the that's the theory. He thinks it's gonna go, and he's gonna be this great director. Oh, that's which he what, could be. Yeah, yeah. But the minute that he kind of shits the bed on his movies, he's and like I want to come back. Nobody gives a shit about him anymore. He's gonna want to be Cap. Can again. I play old Cap? Uh, but I'm also okay with uh, retiring these OGs and moving on to the you know the next wave of heroes. Yeah, but he's not even old. I'm not saying old, but in terms like yeah. Downey Jr. is like. Pushing yes. like late fifties yes. right now, yeah. but he can always just be an AI voice of Tony Stark in any movie. After you know, whatever it doesn't matter, right. even if he's not mm-hmm. in the movie. But I'm looking forward to like the Black Panther, Spider Man, Doctor Strange, uh, Captain Marvel. Future lining up too, though. Um, like Bucky or Falcon. Yeah, take yep, over. yep, yep. So they could do that. So no one's. But you're right. It's comics. No one's ever really done unless their contract ends and they don't negotiate for a new one. That's what nerds stand for. Yes. No one ever really dies. No. Oh. Oh, oh shit. Wow. No one. Is that real? No one ever really dies. Yeah. That's a great uh, acronym there. I didn't think of it. It was uh, the name of uh, what's his name's group. Oh, Pharrell? Back in the day. Pharrell. Yeah, Pharrell oh, that's yeah. what the oh, nerd stood for, N-E-R-D. Oh, I didn't know that's what it stood for. Me neither. Wow, we learned now something. Now you know. Now you know. You know what else we know? Here's some huge news to wrap up our new segment. Uh, Ryan Coogler officially signing on to write and direct the Black Panther sequel. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. He is coming back, and after he produces Space Jam with LeBron, and that thing, it's a big hit, he will be back to uh, uh, do the second movie. I will. I will. Uh, I'm very intrigued to see where they take it. Yeah. What can you do? I, my only request is he makes T'Challa more of a focus. A little bit. I think it should be. This is what I think. I think that it should be kind of an extension of the first movie where um, Black Panther and uh, and of course uh, Wakanda trying to deal with the problems of Americans. Yeah. All right. The American problem. So. Kind of that whole thing because they they kind of led uh, alluded to it a little bit where they there's kid their kids in the playing basketball and they see the ship and they're like holy shit what's that yeah, you know yeah. and there's some kind of dynamic going on there so maybe they might go back to that I mean they could go go back they could do that and they could building off that they could go with the American problem of okay now we're we're open and we're letting in let's say refugees. And one oh, bad apple spoils it. That's now what good. Do you do? That's good. You could also do like uh, the America uh, is it like an empire and they are trying to get their cut and exert control over this new nation, you know, sneakily. And he's got a. Well, that, now they got people. He's uh, out. They're all out. Wakanda's out. Li- lining up to get that vibranium. Yeah. Yes, the vibranium uh, could be an important thing. I, so I wanna, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. There's a lot of places they could go with it, and that's the success of that first movie because it leaves a lot of different directions you can go in, which is good. I mean, I don't know what other villain you choose. Maybe you pull someone from somebody else's characters. I don't know Black Panthers. Yeah, I mean, you could do. Villains. You could pretty much do anything. Yeah, you could put anybody in there. What if no? <laughs> the important thing is that Coogler is back. Say it, Rug. Say it. 
No, I'm, I'm done. Fine. I mean, M'Baku is a villain in the comics. Oh, he could turn. I was going to say Kanye's the villain. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he feels like he's a superhero when he puts the hat on. Yeah, he's Mega Man. He's a uh, Mega Man. Uh, two yeah. insane people. There's photos of two insane people meeting in a round room. Make of that what you will. And with that, look, we're going to take a quick break. We'll play some promos and we will come back with our review of Tom Hardy's Venom right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, listener, Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Voice from the Underground. Are you a fan of movies? Or comics? Or video games? Or just anything else nerdy? Well, you should check out the Zing Zing This This Podcast. Podcast. And that's spelled Z-E-N-G. This. And you can find us every Monday. And we have nerdy topics from comic book reviews to in-depth analysis of iconic nerdy movies. As well as video game discussions. Mm Mm-hmm. Where's some of the best places to find us, Allie? Well, Podbean, of course. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Podcasts. Yeah. So check us out. Once again, that is Zing, Zing This. Listener, join our awesome fan club. We got a great fan club. Just visit jockinerd.com slash Patreon. And when you sign up... For as low as a dollar a month, you will get bonus content and a bunch of other swag. I got to say shout outs and thank you. We got a new patron this week. Talking nerd. Yeah. Thank you to new patron Tom Walters, who signed up for the I'm Pumped tier. I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. What tier is That's that? That's the lowest tier. Okay, cool. That's it. Okay. Hey, uh, your dollar is just as good. Hey, you, and and also thanks to our buddy Clay Groves of the Fish Nerd Nation podcast. He runs the Fish Nerd podcast. He's a nerd. He increased his pledge. He was at the I'm Pump tier, and he went up to the somebody touching my spaghetti. Somebody touching my spaghetti. Which is the next tier. So thank you. We appreciate it. And uh, those people on Patreon this week, listener, if you have not checked it out, here's what they enjoyed between shows. Lots of content. All instant reactions from the three of us for Venom. So you got to hear. Literally, I was still in the parking lot and I told you what I thought of the movie without even giving myself a chance to process, which is how you do things these days. Don't think about it. Just fucking Don't sp- think about it. Just, just react. Just, and just talk. Scream. Uh, so and then you also have uh, I got another weekly nerd review of stuff I watched. Uh, some movies, some TV shows. You got uh, The Walking Dead came back and The Flash. So you got my thoughts on that. And a new episode of Jock Talk with this guy who's now a daddy. Hey, shut the fuck up. I'm doing something. Chaz, don't talk to your baby like that. What are you doing? Oh, my God. Whoa. <laughs> Chaz had a baby, Rugs. Did you hear? I did. 
Oh, you should. He, you, he pushed it out of his dick. Yeah, he had a dick baby. No, I don't dick think that's old, how. Yeah, dick hole baby. baby. I don't know if that's how that works. Can they the do that now? Old dick hole baby. The old dick hole baby. You know, science uh, these days, uh, it's gonna happen one of these days. <laughs> Men, uh, you better get circumcised. I don't, I don't want know. that to happen, but sure. A little tiny dick hole baby. Anyways, sign up for the fan club. I mean, sperm is a dickhole, baby. That is. They're all dickhole. They're my guys. Go make some people. I mean, Billions bu- of Bukaki is technically a baby shower. That is a baby party with less. It's a baby shower like, with not enough gifts. He made a Bukaki reference. <laughs> yes. It should be a sound effect. Yes. There you go. There you go. There you go. Great Bukaki. Oh, I'll give you this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get to. Don't joke about these things. No, no these are no. It's very serious, no, people. This is all serious. This is all serious. Like our next thing, which we will be reviewing, Venom. Here's your spoiler alert. Strap yourselves <laughs> in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Got that out of the way. Okay, gang. Here we are. We're talking about a movie that none of us first believed was going to get me. Yep. When it was announced, you're like, you're gonna make a Venom movie without Spider-Man? How the yeah, fuck, shut the fuck up! How the fuck are you gonna do this? This is not a good idea. Then the trailers came out, and all of us, I was like, this does not look good, right? Uh and then the movie came out, and you know what? I'm going to eat my words a little bit when we get to our thoughts, but let's just discuss the numbers right now. Rotten Tomatoes, we said next week, last week, what it was. Let's see. It said 30%. It went up a little bit. It went up by one. (laughs) 4.5 out of 10 average rating. Mm. Audience score, 89%. This is the movie directed by Ruben Fleischer, who did Zombieland, starring Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams, Riz Ahmed, uh, Jenny Slate, uh, a little Woody Harrelson, just a little bit of Woody Harrelson for flavor. (laughs) <laughs> uh, in the movie box office wise, here's why I'm going to say I was wrong and eat my words because holy shit, this thing broke all the October records. It exceeded expectations. Opening weekend pulls in $80 million domestically, 205 million global oh, shit. on a hundred million dollar budget. So opening weekend, they had already kind of made their money back. Right now, it is sitting at $102 million domestic. It crossed $100 million worldwide, $229. This is the biggest October weakening, weakening, biggest October opening weekend ever. It uh, <laughs> almost doubled what Gravity made in 2013. There's a lot of 90s people that. There's a lot of people that Venom. was not. But in uh, uh, c- comparison for perspective, Thor opening weekend, $65 million. Captain America, the first Avenger, $65 million. And just recently, Ant-Man and the Wasp, $75 million. It beat the opening weekend for all those movies. Hmm. Do those numbers mean that Sony was right in making a PG-13 Venom movie? Maybe. They Maybe. also proved that there's no such thing as superhero fatigue. Maybe. <laughs> this is very weird and confusing. Let's start with opening thoughts. Who saw this movie most recently? I saw it. I on, saw it recently. When, when's you, when did you see it? Today's Thursday. Know, the, Sunday, uh, I think. So I saw it on the, the 9th, the Tuesday. I saw it on the Sunday. Anthony, why don't you start? Well, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to shit on this. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, I mean, this is now three movies in a row that I've had to see that are just bad. Yeah. The Predator. Yeah. Catwoman. And now Venom. Um, Yes. Venom is, 
was a doomed idea from the start, in my opinion. The only all the things that are interesting about that character are related to Spider-Man. Spider-Man is not in this film. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so for me, the film is, and I was calling it, a throwback to like the early 2000s where it's comic book character in, or comic book film in name only. It's really not at all. It doesn't have much to do with what the character was like on the printed page in terms of origin or anything. It's a bad CGI film. The story is... I read this a review somewhere. It's it's like a gay love story between Venom and, <laughs> and Tom is, Hardy's Eddie Brock. The I mean, broke it, back mountain of superhero movies. Is that what you're telling me? It's kind of. I mean, um, other than Tom Hardy, can you name another actor that did anything in this film or actress? Um, again, Williams was in it. She, she was, was in it. it. I don't know what Riz Ahmed was in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's it's. You've got Tom Hardy basically knowing that he's in a shitty film and just hamming it up. Um, the action's not great. Uh, the only thing, like the only good stuff for me, is the interactions between Tom Hardy and the Venom voice. So overall, it's it's about what I expected. It's I'm not even gonna say it's okay. It's a shitty movie. It's bad. All right, all right, fair enough. Rugs. Well, I agree with Anthony. But I also think th- there's certain things that you ca- you can't fix about this movie because they're just terrible. Yeah. Um, there was two opportunities where they could have made it interesting, and ba- left the back door open for Spider Man to come in. Now, if you listen to my review on the Patreon, yeah. you already know what I'm going to yeah. say. Yeah. But basically, what happens in this movie is that they have these the symbiotes uh, are on a ship that crashes and they go and retrieve the symbiotes but one gets away that should have been venom yeah because they cut to six months later before tom hardy gets yeah affected by venom that's a good point and in that yeah. six months that the whole spider-man thing could have happened so instead of that being riot that should have been the venom symbiote yes and then yeah the fact i don't understand why you had to bring riot about by having a girl walk in and <laughs> into the fucking Maximum security laboratory it's, that was so hard to get into. It's called reshoots, people. Yeah. Because clearly just, all that whole thing was put in in reshoots. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, that, that one guy, they could have left the door open for Spider-Man to be involved if they could, and they could flash back to that later in another movie, maybe if they decide to use Spider-Man and bridge the gap. So that was a huge fail. The second fail was what was the fact that they had all of these other Venoms and none of them ever showed up. Yeah. Right? I thought there was going to be more fucking and fleshed out symbiotes. Symbiotes. Yes, there was, was going to be more symbiotes because why they've been using them and all that In stuff. In fact, so. where is the fucking yellow one? They, I, I died. Did it die? Where's the other one? They both, the other two they died? They both died, yeah. Did they though? We didn't really see it. They were saying that uh, if it doesn't have a human host for a certain amount of time, they die. Okay, but that whole idea is completely like they don't even follow their own rules in this yeah, movie. The other one could have been either. Scream. <laughs> Which one went into the rabbit? It's not still in the fucking rabbit? No, it went in the black guy. Where did the yellow one go? The girl. Which girl? The doctor. Oh, oh, and then it died. Yeah, so died. they died. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was wasted. They wasted that too. They wasted a lot of things. So they wasted those uh, things. They wasted and so then, many things. And the and the thing that sucks the most is that 
the ven the riot that they end up having. Yeah, he looks so much like Venom. Yeah, besides yeah. having knives. Yeah, it doesn't really give you anything new. No. So you you have like the this like trope that's been done a million times. Yep. where the the bad guy is the the mirror reflection of the good guy. Yeah, and does exactly the same thing, and that kills the excitement to the movie. So that and the fact that they spent way too much time on that fucking. Uh, motorcycle thing yep but that was way too long and way too boring the, what the whole like, chase scene yeah like nothing in the movie was like interesting like even the action scenes were like they're not great we're like <laughs> yeah they were like on a scale of one to ten they are probably like a five yeah, or just yeah. average average yeah yeah so it's like there's nothing redeeming about this movie except for that tom hardy performance and uh <laughs> that's it <laughs> Uh yeah. Uh, Let me can I make one comment yes. before you Go jump ahead. in, Imran? Yeah. Two good points there. One, the the body snatchers, like Venom symbiote thing. I didn't even think that that should have been Ven- that should have been fucking Venom. That yeah. would have been way more interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that you can tell is just ham fisted in there. Um, and the point about the was riot. I thought it was toxin. I'm sorry, it was riot. Yeah. I don't know the fucking names of these things. <laughs> the fact that you make that thing like a metallic gray yeah uh, yeah like, how stupid are you like wh- what you already have bad cgi why are we having a seeing a cgi a fight black, at the on end black, black versus on, on dark a black gray. Sky, on yeah. a black sky in, right. in the yeah. dark in the dark of course yes no. all right rug i'm not rugway i'm run Go so on. look uh you guys know i you liked it. i what i'll cut to the i'll cut right to the bit is i didn't <laughs> think it was as bad as i thought it was gonna be i actually Look, the story makes no sense. The dialogue is horrible. The CGI is whatever. But I had fun. I was primed by watching The Predator and Catwoman, two really bad movies. After that, I was ready to enjoy something. And I think I don't. I think the critics were harsh. This is Rug said it. The whole thing. This is just an average movie. I think we've forgotten what just an average movie is. It's not bad. It's not good. It just is right in the middle. Now, Mm. my big concern, like you said, Anthony, I kind of disagree. After watching this movie, I also thought, how could you do a Spider-Man movie without Spider-Man when Venom's initial motivation was, I hate Spider-Man and Peter Parker. They, you know, the origin doesn't get any more connected, but all they did was jump ahead to when Venom moves to San Francisco as the lethal protector and becomes an anti-hero. And I thought it, it kind of worked. And honestly, I don't even think I want to see Spider-Man in this Venom universe. I don't think it's necessary. And I can't believe I'm saying that because I thought you couldn't do this. But what they, where they ended up, they've established a super fun Venom. Like Tom Hardy, like you guys said, he saved this yeah, whole movie. Yeah, but he doesn't do anything really interesting. It doesn't matter because in the sequel, he can, hit, he can is, hit the ground is, running. But what about Venom is visually interesting like what does he do that's so great that's like inspiring as a hero no he's superman not he, fly, no he's not a hero saying, he's supposed to be a hero right yeah so superman flies yeah. um spider-man spins his web and crawls on walls and does all that stuff uh there's nothing that's like he doesn't have like, a thing what does venom do yeah. he, i mean they didn't even were even creative with venom like venom should be able to shapeshift and become anything he wants Venom should be able to create clothing right, and all right, that stuff. Yep. Venom should be able to, but they didn't even even 
go anywhere near that shit. He just had blobs, big black blobs. His like, only thing that he did was he eats your head. <laughs> he eats lungs and brains and bites your head off. Yeah. And even that, like, I, I couldn't tell he was doing that because of the it fucking like PG-13. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, you know, uh, which that could be fun if you do it right. And they did, they did it, but they didn't do it enough. They gave you a taste of it. I could watch a whole movie of Eddie Brock and Venom just grocery shopping and just him explaining things and them fucking around. Like, though that buddy, it's, it, you know, what the marketing sold it as like a horror movie, but it's really like a buddy cop body horror sci-fi comedy. It's a weird fucking tone. The tone is all over the, the place. The two things I thought of, Renai, when I watched this film was this shit is weird yeah, and wacky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I gotta disagree though, Imran. I don't think this is an okay movie. I think it's I think just is, okay I think average. Is, I think this is actually pretty bad. I think this is like this is on the this is gonna be on the low totem pole of of superhero films. I mean, he, all that you got is Tom Hardy acting like a fool, talking to himself. I don't think it's as bad as like uh, uh, Green Lantern. It's not as bad as Catwoman. No fucking way. I don't way. think it's, it's as, not bad as bad as Catwoman. It's not as bad as Catwoman. So that's what I'm saying. It's the thing is like people. But what is the people are going to love or hate this? That's the it, there's no in between. You either love or hate Hardy's interpretation. And I thought I was going to hate Hardy's delivery. He sounds weird. He sounds like a drunk fucking Rocky Balboa. But it grew on me. And I really like just the goofy scenes in the restaurant of him jumping. He improved all the shit. That, that is that is goofy as fuck. I, I'll say that I was laughing in the theater. Not hard. I was yeah. just kind of chuckling. Yeah. My theater was silent. Really? That shit. Yeah, they weren't really laughing. I laughed a lot a couple times. Yeah, but people clapped at the end. Yeah, of this I heard movie. about that too. Oh, yeah, I, I heard say, a lot me, of mine, that. Mine was like, everyone just walked out. It was done. I just think it fits the Venom of the early 90s. 93, 94, Lethal Protector, Venom Lethal comics. Lethal Protector, yeah. It, this is the tone. Like, this is how, how thin shit was. So, like... I think it's a good Venom movie, and it's a great start. Like, I want to see more of... I wish there was more of Tom Hardy <laughs> Jesus Christ. playing great start. Imran, Imran just loves everything. The thing is, that, look, they made so much money this weekend. They're going to make more money this, they're, they're this second gonna weekend make, because there's gonna nothing make, out there. They're definitely going to make another one, but I mean... But I they blew know. it at the yeah. same time. Like, they made a movie that people wanted to see because of the, the marquee value yeah, of yeah, Venom yeah. and got them into the theater because, look... I'll give it this. They gave you a Venom that looks like the comic book Venom. Yeah. All right. He's big. Yeah. He's scary. He's hulking, and he's kind of he's devious. His size is great. I love his size. So they did deliver on that note. Yeah. All right. Was it the best CG ever? No. It was yeah. a little bit, you know, yeah. touch and go here and there. But they did deliver on, and that gets you pretty far for a lot of people. Like if you can get the that image of the of that comic book character on screen, even though it's not a hundred percent there, like he doesn't have the spider right. on his chest, right. he doesn't. He doesn't have, have any uh, Spider Man powers. Like he's not climbing walls. He doesn't walls, have the Spider Man webs. But just the visual alone, people and and the attitude and the personality, they they kind of captured that. So I think a lot of people were happy to see their character on screen. Um, the the fact that they made so many compromises and they could have yeah. been smart about oh, it yeah. and kind of left things open for, and, and used the, the symbiotes better in, in a more exciting way. Cause like they could have gotten rid of that motorcycle scene that probably cost a shitload of money and done something else instead. You know, that would have been more fun yeah, to look at, more yeah. fun to watch. They're, they were pretty committed. I mean, there's so many things in this movie that don't make sense. Look, well, I mean, look, look yeah, 
the the part I mean the part the part of the movie where I mean it like solidified for me that even the writers aren't don't actually give a fuck about this or like actually care to make this yeah. anything yeah. other than complete how many writers were on this I think there was like five writers on this is <laughs> is the reveal when the fucking symbiotes are like the venom's like on my planet Eddie I'm actually kind of a loser. I love that line. <laughs> Eddie, like, I'm a loser like you. That's why I like you. <laughs> but I kind of yeah, love. I kind of love that. It was yeah, hilarious. That, I mean, that's I, weird. That's uh, a strange. Like, it, unless this is like you're going full Deadpool. Like, they didn't go full Deadpool either. Like, it, so it's just like, look, what this is a is sassy. This? this is a sassy Venom. Like, look, of course, it makes no sense that these symbiotes come from another planet with this personality already, and they can speak English and they have names. No, I think already they, the fuck. No, they didn't. They could have explained that better. Yeah, I think one explained everything the host, better. It knows everything the host knows. Oh, down yes. to the language. But except at the same time, he didn't know who Anne was. When uh, like wouldn't he have seen it in fucking Eddie's head that this is the girl he's been with? I don't he's think like, he sees that? his memories, but I think that they have a telepathic bond, and then that telepathic bond leads to them him knowing how to speak. At that it. point, where he makes he does that thing about I I like you, I want to stay. Like Riot's story didn't make any sense the whole time. Like he the symbiotes were kidnapped from an asteroid and brought here. When did this plan to go and start an invasion happen? And why does he even need Venom to do it? I mean the movies. Like thirty minutes too short too. Like they they go right into the third act. Yeah, it's there, the third there should have been rushed, a little totally rushed. There should have been I don't a little know about more thirty minutes, but at least maybe ten to fifteen yeah. minutes. Yeah, I mean they jump into when Riz Hammett. I don't even know his fucking Carlton Drake. Carlton gets the, Drake get the symbiote. First off, this is how you can tell this movie's bad. Yeah, you see the scene where the symbiote jumps in and to Carlton Drake. Right? Yeah, then they go to the boardroom. Yeah, and Carlton Drake's like. You know, we'll release the rocket or whatever. Yeah, and it seems like that scene is supposed to be the reveal. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah, he has. Yep. the symbiote. Yeah, in. but, we already but saw you just it. saw five we minutes saw ago that. that he got the symbiote in. So you're just like, what? Wait, like, why? Why is this like you're playing this up like it's a big reveal? That whole riot getting to that that you that reeks of reshoots. Like they were rewriting it, it reeks things. Reeks of reshoots and bad. And, bad, and they didn't that's know why what, what that's to why do I disagree it. with you when I say that when this is like okay movie. I, this is poorly edited I, it's with po- poor CGI, <laughs> a poor story. Yeah, but like, it's, I've with, seen without worse. the main character that makes this. Like, this character even exists. Yeah, but Tom Hardy's commitment to b- having fun with this character, to, like it's that was enough for me. Every, every every actor gets one or two movies where they can ham it up. This is Tom Hardy. Like movie th- this is that, a movie where he gives no fuck. Yes, this is a movie that you could throw on in the background. This is a movie that's gonna be a cult classic that oh gets better God. when you drink. It's gonna be one of those bad movies. I could never watch this again. I I think uh, like I mean unless it's on TV and I'm nothing yeah, else. That's to what watch. I'm saying. You could throw. I think they the the first exposition the first like half of the movie like it took so long for them to set everything up clearly nobody gives a fuck about the life foundation what is michelle williams even doing in this movie they give her nothing riz Ahmed and michelle williams are doing the best they can with this shitty dialogue even to where michelle williams says with a straight face i'm sorry about venom eddie like you're like okay she just said i'm sorry about venom it seems ridiculous i uh, but call classic I, i'm with it's I'm gonna rugs, be a cla- man. this Look, this is already for me like Predator. And, I, if I no, can't watch this, this again, bad. I can't even. I couldn't watch this again. Look, whereas it, it doesn't make me mad. I'm just like this is it stupid. Doesn't, it doesn't make me mad. It's just average. But whereas Catwoman, you know, you were laughing at uh, uh, Halle Berry trying to be a cat, and this one you're laughing with uh, Tom Hardy because he knows 
what the fuck this movie is. He knows that. I love that they didn't take it seriously. Here's what I think they did right. What? Why did they? Yeah. I mean, why is Tom Hardy even a reporter? I know this fucking Tom, the, the he Eddie looks Brock like show. Scum. Yes, he's got a New York accent in San Francisco. I don't buy that Eddie Brock show for one minute. Why would Michelle Williams, who's a lawyer, uh, be in a relationship with this fucking loser dirtbag? And every decision he made was wrong. Like the guy's just a big fuck up. Everything was his fault. He doesn't really learn anything. And now he's got to go know, around man. and bite I, I heads. I think this is fucking closer to the Catwoman. I don't think it is. They made a self-contained standalone story around Tom Hardy's awesome performance. Now you have a fun character and it's PG 13. So it's going to make a lot of money. They did everything right. Except make a good movie. That's the only thing they got wrong is they should could have just made it. I, mean, a good I, movie. I think a Venom movie without Spider-Man is, is was always going to be doomed. I just think when you do something that's so stupid yeah. and you do it like five different ways yeah. in this, in the, in the same movie. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta like you gotta point it out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just gloss over. No, no, yeah, there's, there's, there's there's huge plot holes. There's and, too yeah. much stupidity though. But I still enjoyed watching. The I mean, Venom you can parts. enjoy it. I'm just telling you, it's 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 dumb in like it's a dumb I mentioned it's more dumb. than ways than one. Like that, your favorite. Oh, it's dumb. Look, it's like um, you could take like uh, the Godzilla movies for example, or something like that. I'm gonna go off on a tangent here, but like I'm following. Like Godzilla is a bad movie. Because it's so fucking boring and drawn out, but it gives you 15 minutes of Godzilla at the end, or 10 minutes of Godzilla at the end. So you'd watch that because yes. that's done so beautifully and so perfectly. All right. Now, if you apply it to this movie, it gives you Venom the way you've always wanted him in a certain way, but not completely. I think that there's such a huge part missing with Spider Man. You can't really have Venom without Spider Man. Um, you're miss you, you have to at least acknowledge it. Or leave the leave room for it somewhere so in the, the story. There's a couple of Easter eggs where they could tie yeah, it in. Jameson so being the astronaut. Jameson was the astronaut. Peter. Which is, they mentioned Peter. They didn't mention Peter in the free, in the beginning. He's like, "Why did you leave the Daily Daily, Daily Globe, Globe?" Which he he did work for the Daily Globe in the comics because of Peter. They, no, he said because of some incident. But that's the incident. Peter. Yeah, no, he talks he about said Peter. Peter? They, they, they say Peter. Yeah. So that's the incident in the comics that uh, where that gets him to move to San Francisco. But I agree with you, Imran, in that I don't want Peter Parker in this because how do you introduce Spider Man? That I don't doesn't know. make any goddamn sense now. They but they could still have the Venom meet Peter and then the, the symbiote. Uh, joins him, bonds on him, and then Peter rejects it and goes back to Eddie. They could still pull that off somehow. Mm. The whole reason why Venom looks the way he does is because of Peter. I know. How do you explain fucking <laughs> eyes and shit? And like, I mean, this, but like, we've had decades of this story. Like, Secret Wars came out in the 80s, the very first time he got the symbiote. And then for a long time, it was just the symbiote costume that was alive and it was fighting with Peter. It was never Venom. So there's like 30 years of storyline. They just skipped all that and went right to like the 90s stuff, but it holds true to the tone of. Those '90s things, and then the Stan Lee cameo was kind of funny too. But there, but you're there's Those '90s things are awful. There, there's, so, there's so many things. Like why? See, part of the reason why I think Venom works in the comics yeah. is because Peter was a perfect match for him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I mean Eddie Brock's even more of a perfect match. But I think that the reason why Venom is able to not kill and is because of Peter. Yeah. And he's yeah. got a little bit of Peter in him. Now it's because of Eddie Brock going, we only kill 
Bat. How about how about how about they show in the fucking last shot in the trailer too? I hate when they do that. Let's pick this apart a little bit because this is fun. Because how the fuck did that old lady have the symbiote in her for six months when it was killing everybody else? Uh, when they had it for a little while, I didn't understand that. Uh, they, what else? There were so many things in this movie. I mean, the body snatcher thing makes that builds up to really nothing. No, there's no reason for it. No, it's not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I what? think that's what I think. That's why it should, that should have been Venom. They no, do that, I agree. At least that, that improves the movie. Like I think a little bit. That was, yeah. That now that the more I think about it, that way he would have learned something, and he was looking for. And it's just like what a coincidence that Eddie just stumbles onto a perfect well, match. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Like, here's what. So the the whole point of a lot of superhero films is the character evolves from one thing to the end. By the end, he's a completely different character. I guess Tom Hardy is, I guess, selfish in the beginning. Yeah. And through the Venom symbiote, he learns that he wants to be a hero, I guess. Yeah. The symbiote learns that he doesn't want to take over the planet. He wants to be inside of Eddie because on Earth, he's basically stronger than everyone else. <laughs> plus, he's a loser <laughs> the, like Eddie. Plus, because he's not a loser anymore. He's like, so he basically what the, the whole storyline is really, because at the end of the day, the Venom is the main character, even more so than Eddie Brock. The whole storyline really is about a kid that was probably picked on in high school and went to a new high school and has yeah. now suddenly become the cool kid because he went to a new place. Yep, pretty much. And he's like, I can rule here. I mean, that's that's the, that's, that's literally that's, that's, the, that's actually the gist of the there story. There is no hero redemption for Brock. Brock. There's no redemption for all the stupid shit Brock does in this movie. Either uh, there's kind of a redemption. But he but gets the girl back and his job back, but he shouldn't. He should be in prison. Everybody knows does he's he Venom. Get the girl back? Yeah, well, sort of. They're talking, but he gets oh. uh, he gets his job back. The thing is, everybody's seen him bite heads off and kill people. The man should be in prison. How is he out and about and nobody's being like, <laughs> oh, that's the guy who's got the alien goo that likes to bite heads off people. It really is a, like a, a, an unintentionally gay love story, which it, is fine. It reminded me of so many movies. It reminded me of The Predator in the sense that it starts just like that movie. Plane yeah. fucking spaceship crash. It reminded me of Catwoman with the loud next door neighbor scenes. It reminded body me, snatchers. yeah, if the body snatchers. It reminded me of the Predator in that it's the same silly plot where the guy's trying to stop an invasion. The hands for knives or Terminator Two. That it reminded me of that, and then uh, Rugs Upgrade. I saw Upgrade. If you want to see an R-rated Venom, go watch Upgrade. It's oh, when the, they're fixing the yeah, lights. It's that, the same fucking movie. That It's much better. And it's a better... If they put the storytelling of Upgrade into the Venom, it would be way better. But even... It is. It's the same The scene thing. where the guys come to his apartment to get the thing is it, the same fucking scene as an Upgrade. The, it's the yeah. same movie. And in fact, Logan Marshall Green is doing like a weird Tom Hardy. He's wearing a hoodie. He looks like him. It's the weirdest thing. It's yeah. the same fucking movie. Uh, I gotta admit, I almost like fucking dry heaved when he goes into his garbage starts eating the, oh, the, see, the, the, the half-eaten chicken. Yes, I love that commitment from Hardy, man. Like, he'll just go for it. Like, he he bit into that live lobster for real. I'm pretty sure. Like, he just bit into And they, they didn't plan that, and he got in trouble because he just improv that. He's like, fuck it, I'm going in the tank. <laughs> I'm going to eat that lobster. I, mean, I, I don't hate on you for enjoying it. I just disagree. I just think I, it's a bad this movie. This is a bad movie that I enjoyed that I, I, I thought was entertaining. I mean, the pussy line was great. Yeah, it's dated. It's like a 15-year-old fucking gross-out humor, but uh, it was funny. What do we think of this Easter egg? Uh, sorry, the mid credit scene, which I thought could have been pushed farther, and I was disappointed that they didn't do more. But you see Woody Harrelson in a really stupid Ronald McDonald wig. <laughs> like, what the fuck is he doing? Wearing? He looks like he just had clown makeup on. He just wiped it off. Yeah, that one was weird too, man. 
<laughs> and then you're like, like what is that's not even all that subtle. Yeah, Cletus. And he's like, oh, let me I tell like, you. I my, like a good Cletus. I mean, when I get out, there's going to be carnage. carnage. Oh, my God. But then you're like, what the fuck is Woody Harrelson doing in this movie? What the it's fuck really, is Michelle Williams doing in this movie? It's it's honestly, man, it's made like a bad. It's a bad Marvel movie, like a bad MCU film. Yeah, yeah. But I think they took all the cues from M- the MCU. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Like yeah, everything yeah. in terms of like. Uh, like structure and yep. in terms of post credit scene, and yep. they they but they didn't have the skill to pull it off, <laughs> and they and and they had they took the CGI guys that were working in two thousand four and put them in this. I mean, I think yeah. it's about as average as like a, a little bit less. Look at Ant Man and the Wasp. That movie did well. It's a fun movie, but it's a little formulaic. It's a little staid. It's a little straightforward. This, that's about an average movie. We yeah, all thought that had, was an average movie. Ant-Man had more wow moments than Venom did. That's true. It did. It had, yeah, that's it the had thing, too, is there's nice, nothing uh, like... I'm trying to think the, of like... A, well, what what like, moment in the uh, film are you like amazed by uh, what you're seeing on screen? It really is Where one. you're like actually captured by like, oh, wow, I'm 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 in the comic now. It, it's, uh, mm, not much, it's just the way how weird Tom Hardy is. I can't stop watching him. <laughs> you just can't because it's just like you don't and know what like, he's going to do. But there isn't a wow moment. Yeah, like, like if you like really think about it. First off, the symbiotes want to take over the Earth, a place where um, fire and loud sounds will destroy them. Like what? Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes the fire doesn't do anything. Also, Michelle Williams was a lawyer. How the fuck did she hack an MRI machine and the fucking thing at the launch pad to produce this 600 megahertz frequency? All she did was turn knobs at the right time, just like that little kid in fucking Jurassic Mich- World: Fallen Kingdom. Uh, I couldn't tell you what Michelle Williams like anything. I love I did. love the she venom. I love that they made out. How come it didn't kill her though? Shouldn't she be dying now too? Because it ate her fucking. That, that, thing. I, that crossed my mind. Like, wait, so she's a perfect host? <laughs> there, apparently, everyone's a fucking perfect host except for Carlson Drake. He was a perfect host. He was a perfect. And then, host. like, it appears like that Eddie dies and the venom dies at the end, but it's still with him. Like, how the fuck did that happen? Who cares? Here's the thing. I went in. Tur- I was like, I'm gonna forget about everything I know about venom. Show me your venom. And I knew. I was like, I don't give a fuck. I just want to see something fun. And it entertained me more than the Predator did and so more than Catwoman did. You're saying if you drop all the baggage of all what you expect and just watch the movie, then it's good. It's okay. It's not Wrong. good. It's average. I, I would I would it's go. Okay. I, I had I had went I went with a guest that does not know about yeah. all the baggage. Yeah. And she was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> like, she was like, that was weird. I, yeah, it was weird. That's <laughs> That's why but I like you can it. be like there's like like guard the first guardians it's somewhat weird but like there's like a, a story underneath that you could like if you take pull the layers there's like oh wow there's like family issues there's a lot of like stuff uh, James Gunn had to say I'm not peeling back anything if I peel back the first layer on this movie that's all I got there's no layers they, they, <laughs> there's you no know, layer to this at all they could have done uh, a- other than the gay storyline of Venom and Eddie Brock falling <laughs> it's the, in love it's the, the movie about a boy and a symbiote that's all a boy and, they could have done a whole thing about like homeless people being tested on by corporations or there was lots but they didn't the, clearly they didn't give a shit about I, that I actually that's don't think I don't think there was much you could do with the story at all without Spider-Man I, I really think it's a doomed movie any way you cut it yeah however however they're gonna get there but they got everything. there. I, I, I'm of the opinion that everything about Venom is <laughs> interesting because of Spider-Man. Was it as bad as you thought it was going to be when you went? I didn't think so, it was. It's or were about, you like surprised to a little degree? I walked in hopeful because I'd just seen Catwoman and the Predator. And I was like, I walked out like, 
that was about as bad as I, I had expected before. I had to subject myself to two shitty movies prior. <laughs> I thought I came out saying I, this was better. I thought it was going to be a lot worse. I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be terrible. Yeah. And it was just. It was just like a movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not it's good. A movie. It's not bad. It's just a movie. It just <laughs> sits I mean, there. That's what it was. What was it? It was a fucking movie. It had a movie. There was there was characters. Yeah. They did things. They did and the then stuff happened. Stuff blowed up. It's forgettable. It's very forgettable. It's a fucking movie. But I, I mean, let me go. Let me say yeah. some, something nice. Yeah. Okay. Try to say something. This isn't like Batman <laughs> v Superman where it makes me mad. Right. At all. It's that's not the case. All right. Um, the the one thing I did like was the inner like. Eddie Brock interacting with the Venom and it like especially in the beginning when it's talking to him and he like reacts by like jumping yes. like, oh, what, the fuck? what the fuck's great like that all and then when him being sick in the restaurant like all of that stuff Eddie. I was somewhat entertained by it's campy silly goofy fun the, the Venom whoever's doing the Venom voice was it Tom Hardy did the voice it's Tom Hardy oh, it was yeah. Tom Hardy yeah. well I enjoyed I enjoyed the Venom dude Tom character. Hardy did a buddy cop movie with himself <laughs> Tom Hardy just I could I wanted to see more of that. That's why I'm kind of excited for a sequel. Not that they've established Oof. this. Just show me him hanging out. Going if, this to is, if this is what we can expect from the Sony universe, yeah. I'm sure they might make some money. You no, know they're gonna get Carnage. God damn, we are in for some I shit. I mean, I think it's all it was also smart of them to save Carnage for the next movie because otherwise I mean, they got nothing. What they got We do? already know a Morbius film is in the works. Morbius we is in production. We already know that probably they're gonna get a sequel for this. We're probably gonna get greenlit. I think mm. they they've already got a writer for Craven. They're gonna make a fucking Sony universe and God damn, it's going to be bad. So here's the thing. Avi Arad and Matt Tolbeck, they've been trying to make this fucking Venom movie for so long. Just huge hard-on for this movie. I know a lot of us wanted it to fail so that this wouldn't happen. These, they don't want it to fail. Well, they don't want it to fail, but to put a kibosh on it. Uh, the, these guys are just vindicated. You know he's walking around proud, chest out, puff chest. Like, this is straight vindication for trying to launch this Spider-Man universe without Spider-Man. And yeah, we're going to get a lot more of these. Well, there, there's a story. I mean, it came out on when they leaked the Sony stuff. Yeah. That when before they decided to give in and give Spider-Man, they wanted to make, you know, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, Sinister yep. 6. Yep. yep. Um, then have a Venom spinoff. Yep. Morbius, all that shit. And they, they yep. were going to have, I forgot what storyline it is in the comics, but where all the villains team up against all the Spider-Man heroes. Yeah. So it's, I forgot what storyline that is. I really got uh, that up, but I don't know. Secret, but that's uh, what they Sinister wanted Six. to build. Yeah, yeah. And this might be the catalyst for them to try and start doing that again. I saw another that's art- it without Spider-Man. So another article. So now here's interesting. Another article from screen rant says Sony may adapt Craven's last hunt yep. and include Spider-Man. Now that, holy shit, if they pull this off with Tom Hardy. Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Yeah, Tom Holland. No. I I just don't see it happening, man. Uh, Either It's got to be a man when this happens. So they would have to. Yes. I still think they should recast their own adult Spider-Man for this this Marvel character's universe, whatever they got. Sony's universe Marvel. I think Spider-Man is going to be off limits for a while. Here's another thing that they they fucked up really bad. So at the end of this movie, uh, there is a Into the Spider-Verse. I didn't even stay uh, for that. Oh, yeah. What the fuck was that? Okay. Now, if they were fucking smart, this movie, Into the Spider-Verse, introduces the Spider-Man multiverse. And they could say that this is just one of possibilities. And they could riff off Spider-Man 
that are not the Marvel Spider-Man. They did that, Rux. It, the, the clip started with, meanwhile, in another universe. Yeah, they Acknowledging did that. that this is a multi-universe thing. So it's very possible that they could play with the Spider-Verse and bring all these different characters. Maybe even another adult Spider-Man jumps into the next Venom movie. I didn't stay because I don't need to be sold on that movie. I'm going to see it anyways. I, I was like, plus the, the credits are like 18 minutes long. I was like, go oh, fuck yourself. I'm not staying for this. But the the main thing was, meanwhile, in an all, in another universe. So they are kind of tying it together. So there's potential there for some uh, fun stuff, I guess. But uh, I don't know. It was like, I think it was intentionally a throwback and, some audiences were found it refreshing that it wasn't all this great world building setting up other movies, you know. And it I was, was just completely a fucking silly thrown off by sitting by watching <laughs> goofy, that campy movie. Yes. I, I mean, I, I, it didn't look bad, but yeah. I was completely. And it was so long. I was like, "What in the fuck?" It's only like an hour and a half long. No, I'm saying the 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 end end post credits. Yeah, scene. that's why I didn't sit through the fucking credits. I'm like, I'm not sitting through 15 minutes of credits, you bastards. Well, and I'm just saying that even that clip. Oh, was that like, was long too. It was a it couple was like minutes. Two minutes. Yeah, two it's three like minutes. Miles and Peter meet. I guess. Yeah, yeah. that was. Yeah. It was a little. I was like thrown off. All, the, everything about this fucking movie weird. threw me off. It's a weird movie. Um, the storyline I'm looking up that they, they were building towards and they might be jump starting and building towards again is Ultimate Carnage. Oh, okay. Which is when all the when Carnage rallies all the villains and then Spider Man uh, has to rally all the hmm. spider heroes and they fight each other. I don't see how Woody Harrelson's gonna be like this Carnage. Like that's gonna be interesting. I think he could pull off Carnage. It's just God damn, he's fucking in a a red wig. I you can know. Tell. Why? What's with <laughs> all these fucking fake red wigs? I'm a what is this shit? Cletus, like, just cut, make him bald, or just dye his hair. We're like, what the fuck? I always thought uh, Cletus Cassidy always reminded me of uh, Jackie Earl Haley as Warshak from Watchmen. Like, I always thought he would be a great Cletus. He's kind of got that crazy. I mean, as a kid, I really enjoyed Venom and Carnage. Really? So like, mm. oh yeah. So like. There's a lot of kids that probably grew up in the '90s that were like, "Those characters are cool." So I'm sure I'm surprised that I'm not surprised that this movie made a decent amount of money in this first. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he's got the name recognition. Yeah. He's yeah, been yeah. in all those cartoons. Yeah. yeah, he's been in Spider-Man Three. Yeah, so he's got he's been in video games. So people know Venom. Like, even if you're an old fuck from the '90s that used to read it yep, when you were yep. a kid, if you're a young kid. Um, who grew up on the Spider-Man cartoons is always a version of Venom in every Spider-Man cartoon. So you know who he is. But I don't know why, if you're si- Sony, why you're now thinking, oh, Morbius. That's n- well, Nobody knows want, who the fuck Morbius is. Well, Who's going to come see that? What they want to do is they want to build their universe. Mm. They want to build like a, mun- a universe where they can have these characters cross over with one another. And they, I think they kind of want... Morbius, I feel like, is going to shit the bed. Unless, unless they do it like a Halloween-type movie. Yeah. Like a kind of scary... So let me ask you this. Well, guess who's playing Morbius? <laughs> your Your buddy. Your boy, everyone's uh, from favorite Joker, the worst Joker, Joker, the worst Joker ever. Also, with uh, James Gunn doing the Suicide Squad sequel, I don't think Leto's playing Joker again. I don't think they should let him just fucking cut him loose. I mean, this, yeah, this is... don't let Leto, don't let Leto be Leto, Leto. Just... All right, look, let's just move. <laughs> let me see this. Yes. You watch this movie. I mean, I don't know how you can watch this movie and not come out of it going, 
Man, that it, was dumb. Because it's Imran. <laughs> it, I didn't right? say that's a disclaimer. Look, it, it's an Imran. I told you it's dumb. Nothing makes sense. The dialogue is horrible. If it has anything to do that's with Spider-Man, Imran's gonna I laughed, fucking give I it a I laughed pass. a couple of times. I love. I was mesmerized by Hardy. I thought I would hate him, but I it, it grew on me. So it's like you either gonna love it. It's a dumb fucking fun, dumb campy. I don't hate this movie. film. I just I I'm like, eh. yeah, I don't yeah, hate exactly. it either. Just, it's just but I, I can't. I can't just go to get away with being like, this was okay. Like, no, it's dumb, man. It's really bad. It's actually pretty bad. I mean, it's definitely a wait till cable to watch it, you know. It's, so it's, it's not, a- but after Catwoman, when I saw a scene of two people walking down a hall that had 75 edits, like, I, this is way better than that. <laughs> this, like, to me, was a, was a fucking uh, masterpiece compared to fucking Catwoman. Jesus. I but- mean, the, the lead character... In like within, you don't even get to know him as like a cool guy, and within five minutes of the movie happening, he already throws his girlfriend under the bus. <laughs> yeah, he gets everyone fired. And- like, wait a minute, why am I supposed to like this guy? <laughs> You're not. He, he's and why is he? He's like a bull. Uh, but a New Yorker. Yeah. Like, why is it in San Francisco? What is what? A lot of that was Georgia too. I think that's why they shot yeah, it. It's Georgia playing. It's a, yeah. it's filmed in Georgia. It's Georgia playing San Francisco. What? For a character that is supposed to be in New York, he's the worst investigative reporter there is. Also, also he's the hilarious. There's so many hilarious unintentional parts too. Like he happens to be sitting at the computer in the morning, exactly the moment she gets this uh, classified email. I, I swear to God, there's a scene where <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I swear to God, there's a scene where he walks into the fucking. I think it's in the to the Asian woman's grocery store. Yeah. Walks in hey, when Chen. it's fucking nighttime, oh, and then walks out in the daytime. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like what yeah. is going? A, this I, honestly, man, this movie for me is closer to the fucking room than it is to like <laughs> See, I lo- anything. The good. room is fucking enjoyable there's a scene where in that motorcycle chase where uh the it's slow motion and the cars are flipping behind them and you can clearly see it's not eddie brock that also reminded me of terminator 2 and arnold's bike motorcycle jump shot where that's like that's not arnold and they also, slow it down look, last thing for me on this before <clears throat> you, you go to your, your get to your point like the goo coming out of his body yeah for me isn't that interesting or cool like if it was coming out of his arm like he did it Maybe, but like for the re- like for it visually coming out of his back and right. chest, like he, I don't feel like that's all that cool to look at. No, he doesn't control it, and that's the CGI. It's kind of like it's just easy CGI there. You just have it coming out of the back. It's not visually all that exciting for me. He's still very shy. I agree with this. I agree with Anthony's comments. Okay, well, so what do we want to give? Let's it rank the movie, people. All right, Anthony, start us off. It's a three. Oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! All right. All the only thing that saves it is three. Ed Hardy knows, and he's in a shitty movie. Yes, and he's acting like Tom it. Hardy's committed. Rugs. Ed what? Hardy. Tom Hardy. Ed right. Hardy. Who the Ed fuck Hardy. is Ed Hardy? Ed Hardy. He should be wearing an Ed Hardy shirt. That's that designer, isn't it? Yeah. Rugs. It what's your number? I'm gonna give it a five. All right. I'm giving. I'm like a six and a half. Oh. I'm gonna give it a six and a half. Fuck off. I had fun. I enjoy it's a fun, silly, goofy movie. Oh and uh <laughs> they were smart to pick Tom Hardy. That's like the only thing that saved the movie. So but you realize so, when you go over five that it that means you that this was actually good. Yeah. Average? It's average. Oh my god. Five. Well, I think at five at five it's a movie. At yeah. five it's a so I I right. Right, if it's under a five, that it's not it's I not guess, a good everyone's movie. got their own way of their <laughs> I, you know me, I weight heavy. Mine are skewed towards the top, but uh I, I, I mean I don't know. It was it's a, I've forgotten the movie. I, there's already, a bunch so. of people that feel the same way as yeah. you. Know, right? Like I feel like Batman and Superman, as much as I hate it, it's it's a movie. Yes. 
Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, it's a movie. That, that's, it's just I can't, I can't hate, I can't, I can't be mad at people like, and I can't hate this movie. Like the, I don't see like why Green you. Green Lantern. It. it was a movie. I don't think Catwoman was. A Catwoman movie. was. I think not Catwoman a movie. was. Was, it was a Howard the Duck was not a movie either. To give you a reference, I would rate Catwoman as a one. So okay, Masters of the that, Universe right. was not even really a movie. <laughs> this is in a few years. This is going to make a great "What the fuck happened?" episode. Uh, that's also why I enjoyed it. The thing about this <laughs> is, we can already tell you what the fuck happened. That's true. There isn't. This was a "What the fuck happened?" They yeah. made it without Spider Man. Yeah. They continued to make the movie without, without Spider-Man. Spider-Man. And had to, <laughs> That's what the fuck happened. They must have changed a lot of shit at the end to like, because it just seemed a little edited weird at the end. And it's so weird. I think so it, weird. this is, this so is what weird. I've learned from this. Yeah. If you make the character look and act enough like the character yep. to a certain degree, That's enough. people will cash in to see it. Yeah. DC can learn. Do your Superman like that. It doesn't have to be... It just has to look like Superman and act like Superman. It's just got to be a little bit like Venom. And, 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 <laughs> and Man of Steel didn't have even have that. Nope. They, it looked like kind of like Superman, but didn't act like it. Wait, he's not going to save his dad? He definitely what the acts fuck is like this? a Venom, like a, a, a version of Venom. I like this version of Eddie Brock Venom, basically, what it comes down to. And I don't just, think it needs Spider-Man. I'm not right know, now. Even, I'm like, What? I don't even know what like would happen in a sequel. I don't know what, either. What you barely had a plot in this one. I know. Well, it's gonna be Carnage, and I don't know. Could could he be? The, well, look, Tom Hardy signed up for three movies. Also, so we're getting two more. Is this. it? Two, one more thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, wasn't Carnage's thing that like he can turn his arms into knives? I, he's a I, fucking serial I, killer. I, I don't remember. That was Carnage's thing, right? Yeah, he was just and then, red and black and killed but things. He would, but he like liked to kill, and his arms were always like blades. But they already did that with uh, Riot. The symbiote can be whatever you want it to be. That's true. Yeah, they did it, for, they did it with him for like three seconds. Yeah. yeah. And they burnt that one. They burnt that whole uh, idea. Yeah. Uh, are, are these symbiotes dead? Well, Who does? It's because <laughs> Venom is a loser. Uh, Eddie, I'm kind of a loser like you. <laughs> I love hanging out here. Your girlfriend's hot. <laughs> Go apologize to her. He's giving her like relationship advice and shit. It's I mean, fucking that's, wacky. That's, only, that's the only thing that works. Yes. Is, is that kind of weird? That's what I'm dynamic. saying. Just show me more of that. Fuck the story. Fuck all that. Just have him go into like a movie, going shopping, uh, just going to a bar, and something happens. I don't know. Uh, let's move on to the mailbag. Uh, I got a piece of audio <laughs> from David Malofsky. He sent in a Venom review. Oh, he probably liked it. And he's got an announcement. Well, Anthony, let's find out. Let's see. Hey, Imran, Anthony, and Rugberto. It's David Malofsky from A Place to Hang Your I just wanted to <laughs> send you a quick off. review of He's Venom, sitting in a bathtub having jerked uh, off. Well, let's put it this way. I was expecting Green Lantern, and I think we got about Justice League. I don't know if that's saying much. It wasn't as bad as I expected it to be. Um, I think they actually really nailed the character of Eddie Brock and Venom. And I think Tom Hardy's performance is easily the standout of the whole film. He's Saying the only that, one that had anything to do. The writing was pretty shit. <laughs> the world building was pretty shit. Yeah. The super exposition lines were pretty shit. And the lack of Spider-Man was just, just the last nail in the coffin. I mean, it wasn't the disaster that we thought it would be. You know, it wasn't Fan Force Sick. It wasn't Wolverine Origins. It wasn't even Catwoman. See, those but, are all worse um, movies. 
That's all uh, right. It just wasn't good. It's hard for me to say it was good. <laughs> See, well, he's talking himself laugh. out uh, of like being I will like say my favorite line from the whole thing was, uh, let's bite off their heads and put them in a pile in the corner. Why would we do that? Pile of bodies, pile of heads. I don't know. That just really got me. And then the one line that made the whole theater laugh was, uh, pussy. Yeah. Pussy. You know, I enjoyed it probably more than I expected to, which was kind of annoying because I had really been looking forward to just like ripping into it and talking about how bad it is. That's how I think it was just bad in a lot of really obvious ways. Anyway, I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, Pod Capers. We're now on Spotify, just like you guys, which is super exciting. Um, And we also, for those uh, fans who may remember, um, October 31st is the anniversary of A Place to Hang Your Cape. And last year we started a new tradition of celebrating that with a musical episode of Pod Capers, uh, which had some cameos by some uh, very familiar voices from the Jock and Nerd podcast. And uh, we are doing the same thing this year. So we're doing something really fun with the show this year. We're uh, actually going to be um, doing a spoof of Flashpoint called Scott Point. And I can't really say anymore because um, Scott hates me when I uh, start to reveal spoilers. But it's going to be a really, really fun show. We've already started uh, most of the, done most of the recording. We've got some brand new songs that I know you guys will love. And uh, yeah, so tune in to Pod Capers on uh, October 31st. Jock and nerd! <laughs> Jock and nerd! Uh, if you, I'll put a link to last year's Halloween special they did. Actually, dude, I was very impressed. Scott Meridu. Uh, he writes well. Kills it. He writes well. And his line delivery, he's so committed. Like, I believe it. Meredith's got a, a career in voice acting. And they've written these whole songs, like whole spoof songs. It's a lot of work these guys put into there. And we will be a part of this year's also. Looking forward to that. All right. We got Matt Miller checking in. What's up, Nerdy Jocks and Jockey Nerds? Matthew James back again. This week's Speak Pipe is absolutely loaded with tons of goodness for your ears. So let's get right into it. James Gunn is apparently in talks with Warner Brothers to write and even direct the new Suicide Squad sequel. I'm okay with this as long as he stays off of Twitter. It doesn't say anything else weird or creepy. We got Ruby Rose pictured in her Batwoman costume looking very sleek and cool. Her with red hair is something I don't mind seeing every day. Uh, She'll be the latest iteration of the character since we saw Alicia Silverstone dazzle us on screen and steal our hearts over a decade ago. She's Batgirl. Okay on that one. We had the new season of Flash premiering last night. Super big Flash fan, so I can't wait to see Barry Allen and his daughter Nora Allen from the future. Speeding around Central City, saving the day like usual. Uh, watch the new Aquaman trailer. All I got to say about that is hype. He looked amazing in his traditional gold and green costume that we all know and love. I still don't like how he comes off as a frat boy bro with his one-liners. But anyways, he looks awesome. I can't wait to see this movie even more so than before. Black Man is going to be the sleeper character of this movie. Take my word for it. Um, I'll be seeing Venom later this afternoon. Kind of excited to see it. Heard a special symbiote by the name of Carnage will be making his appearance or at least reference at the end of the movie. So that's cool. Last but not yeah, least, we spoiled we that for yourself. Huh? the 250th right roast episode coming out. Me and my friends will be joining it for that. And oh, all the boy. trolls, I'm sure can't wait to have their day in the limelight and Lupe fiasco, the wordsmith, the technician will, has come out with a new album called drug ass waves. Go check it out. It's like a museum for your ears. All right, guys, take it easy. Yo, I like Lupe. Uh, I didn't know he had a new album out. I like fiascos. I like fiascos. I like fiestas. Yeah, that was a fiasco. Thank you. Lupe's great. Thanks, Matt Miller. 
Uh, I got an email from Ron Hans. He says, hey, guys, sorry it's been a while, but I wanted to send you guys a message about the continued great content. I really like the Watchmen review. Thank you for getting to my movie quickly. Like Anthony, I had not read the graphic novel, so it was interesting to hear thoughts from all three of you. I was happy to hear you guys liked Iron Fist Season 2. Oh, you like Well, it. Ruggs wasn't on that episode, so um, I thought it might have tricked me with some cool visuals, but no, it was, in fact, a decent entry into the Netflix Marvel show. Like you, Imran, I thought the middle of the season was eh, and the last two episodes really brought it back up. Season two would still be towards the bottom for me, but I would still have it above season one, Defenders, of and the second half of Luke Cage, season one. Fuck Diamondback. I'm with you, Ron. Uh, pause real quick. Rugs, uh, give me a one-line review of Iron Fist Season 2. Better than the first one. Good. Works for me. That's uh, about I, it. <laughs> I, I, I was underwhelmed uh, with the uh, the final battle or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, it built up to that shit. It should have been epic. You didn't like the, like, There's nothing epic going on You didn't on like the two fists, uh, red and white, meeting uh, together? <laughs> no, there's yeah, nothing you're epic. Right. You're right. It was better than the first season, but still at the bottom. But I mean, Marvels has a problem with these TV. I mean, Netflix is they they gotta like they gotta cash out. They gotta like you know make it worth your while. That's a good point. They've never they've never ever cashed out huge on the the like the final battle. Like, yeah, yeah. Just think about this. Game of Thrones is the king of this. Yeah. Like they you've every every season. There's one scene or one fucking thing that just they they cash out they fucking they fucking plant their flag down yep. and go look look you're gonna remember this fucking scene yep and Marvel doesn't do that so uh, there was one scene in Daredevil uh, the stairwell scene and and the the hallway scenes the, those are the two things that stick out to me they haven't done that in years I think this Daredevil season three that's coming out this week next week is gonna uh, bring some of that it looks like it looks fucking amazing and it looks like I may bring the stakes back up okay back to the email he says I gave a good chunk of my thoughts on the Venom movie on the nation page but I was personally hoping this movie tanked so that Sony would have to rethink the whole Spider-Man list Spider-Verse good, good right point. but an 80 million dollar opening weekend domestically is not gonna help that for me only thing I liked about it was the interaction between Eddie and Venom. Outside of that, it was an extremely forgettable movie. Yeah, see? Everybody says the same. Anywho, that's all for now. Have a great show and keep up with the great content. By the way, you mentioned a few shows ago about someone who bought a Geek Boner shirt. That someone was me! Geek Boner! Hey. I will post a pic of it sometime soon for you guys. Thanks, Ron. Just only wearing that, though. Yeah, nothing else. You can't be wearing anything yeah, else. Yeah, I want to see, like, a little bit of dick. Li oh, just yeah, a little yeah. bit. Just wow. like in the Batman damn comic. I want to see a little circumcised. Yeah. Uh, and then he ends, by the way, I know... You like a lot of forms of art, Imran, so I wanted to pass my photography website on to you. Might not be your thing, but I wanted to share. Anyway, I'll put this link in the show notes. If you go to surfingeye.com, Ron Hans uh, has has a great eye for photographs. He has uh, beautiful photographs of the coast and the surf and surfers and uh, the ocean and water. Uh, he's You're very good, Ron. These are some great shots. You guys taking a look at any of this? Click that link. Nice, good. gorgeous, gorgeous uh, nature, landscape photography, all based around the beach. And uh, these are just beautiful shots that you could sell as like stock art, Ron. Yeah, yeah, Ron. That guy is uh, guy's talented. There's some chicks doing yoga. Yeah, cool. check the show notes, listener, uh, for his stuff. Uh, Anthony Felty League update time. Here's the National Felty League update. <laughs> 
Thanks, Ruggs. Do something a little different. I'm going to congratulate the winners this week. Okay. Halftimer retirees, Blake Braden. B. Mathis with the Revengers. J.S. Rivera with the Chicago Web Slingers. Matthew Lawrence, Game of Throws. Roberto Rivera, Felty Falcons. OJ's Parole Board, Chaz Hevern. And uh, Chris Williams, Starks, Raving, Hazelnuts, all winners this week. So oh, okay. congratulations to the winners. All right. Uh, I'm not going to update the standings this week. So. No standings, but those no standings. are the weekly winners. Week's winners. Good job, guys. I lost again. Oh, you did? Yeah, You've only won really. once? I've only won once. I am officially out on trying here. Lots of football left, people. Still, anybody's game. I got one other thing. Okay. We mentioned earlier yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah. If that Game of Thrones live concert comes to your area, oh, check it out. Oh, yeah. It was, you mentioned that on the Patreon. Oh, you went to see that? Oh, I wanted awesome. to see that. It was awesome, man. It was like goosebumps. What awesome. was the visuals? They play the Thrones scenes in the background, but oh, they like shit. super cut it. Oh, shit. So they'll like, for instance, they'll start off, they start off the show with the theme, obviously. Yeah. But then they'll like go into the Stark family and play like some Stark music. And then like they'll go like into the scene, the Battle of the Bastards, for instance. They'll super cut that and play the music oh, that they played throughout the entire Battle of the Bastards. So you get to watch this awesome shit again and so then watch it. And then there's like fire coming out whenever the dragons. No. Yeah, it's like the, the, every time Daenerys is like Dracarys, the music stops and she's like Dracarys. Oh, fire shoots out of stage. There's like a bit. The stage is a really elaborate setup. So there's like a tree in the middle. It's been a while since I've uh, watched the they show. Shoot snow down. Really? Yeah. I mean, I love the opening theme song. It's so fucking good. And this you, is, you don't realize how awesome no. the music is and how much music really has a f- factor in like making things that much better until like you watch. I like always watch the opening theme because that music got me hyped for watching every episode. And I would listen to it every time. What the is- composer of it is the guy that is on the tour. Oh, so he's actually, what's another, uh, what's another one of your favorite pieces? Cause I'm trying to think of like, what's another iconic tune, something you would recognize right away. Whenever, um, there's the scenes with, uh, What's the name? Daenerys. Every time Daenerys is on screen, yeah. I was like, Wah, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and like the scenes where they're like holding her up as like Misa or yeah, like when yeah. she's in the fire, it's like, Da-da-da. it's like the tribal, the tribal yeah. music stuff. Da-da-da. Like all this like epic <laughs> stuff. I don't even know how to like That's awesome. describe it. No, it's so good. I like listening to Anthony. I, re- I remember seeing that advertised and I was like, that's going to be fucking it's sick. Really because, good. Uh, it's really good. It's like two hours. I saw Marvel Universe live. I don't know if it was as good as that, but there's, I'm sure there was not as many kids. <laughs> it's played up more like a like a play or an orchestra, like like a play because there's like a first act and then they like a break and then there's like a. Did they go act. through like the whole eight seasons or seven seasons? All seven seasons. Wow! Because yeah, this, this is the second time they've been they've gone on tour in Chicago and that they didn't have season seven music then. Damn, that's awesome, dude. The dude was like, he reveals he goes, uh, I I need to create the music for all of this so. Yes, I have seen all the episodes already. Oh, shit. To, what a dick. I have oh, to no. watch everything and then put the music to it. That one dude has seen the new season of Game of Thrones. He watches everything before everyone. Yeah. He's got to figure out the music for it. When is that coming out? January? Wow. What the fuck? No, like know. mid? 2019. We don't know when. Fuck. They're done filming, though. They won a bunch of Emmys, so they won like Best Show and uh, Tyrion uh, won uh, Emmy, which okay. he deserves. What was cool too is like they'll show the characters on screen and people will cheer. For oh man! Oh, that sounds like so much fun. So if it's you coming, like re, you like relive all the great moments. If it's coming to your town, listener, check, check it, it out. out. If you're yeah. uh, rugs over on your Twitter at really rug boy, you had a fun poll you put up. Yeah, the poll was who wins in a hand to hand fight. I want to know your thoughts, uh, Anthony and Rugs. Uh, your selections are James Bond, right. Ethan Hunt, 
right. John Wick or yes. Jason Bourne, Anthony. So I figured all of the yeah. all of the like spy, yeah, spy slash, fighters, like assassin. You know, I like this grouping. License to kill, motherfucker. I like this, and they're like real people. They're not like a super supernatural. I wanted to put more. Know, you can only do four on these fucking polls, and you can only do four. So I was gonna do like a couple more, but like uh, I had to. Choose. Anthony, who would you choose? Sorry, I was texting. Say that of again. Of course you were fucking texting. <laughs> Am I talking to myself? Oh, shit. <laughs> Who wins in a hand-to-hand fight? James Bond, Ethan Hunt, John Wick, or Jason Bourne? John Wick. Oh, shit. I have, I have the results of the poll. I also voted John Wick. The poll closed with Jason Bourne just edging him out by a little bit. It's a toss-up between those yeah, two. Yeah, John really. Wick or Jason right. Bourne. Uh, would definitely win. Good poll, Rugs. That really rug boy. Put more of those up. I don't want to because they're all limited. I, I got mad while <laughs> I, I was doing it. It's like, oh, yeah, I was like, only four? Yeah, fuck this. That's it? <laughs> I'm like, I got like a whole list of people I want to fucking have fight. Meanwhile, man, find Rugs where? At the Jock and Nerd Nation and on Twitter. Yeah, really rug boy. Yeah, really rug boy. If you want to hear boy. more of me talking about Venom, check out this week's episode of Zeng This uh, Justin Zenger got to me first. I saw the movie Sunday and then I did, recorded his podcast Sunday night. Uh, so fresh thoughts on that one. And then if you want to hear Matt Delhauer, our very own ginger geek review venom, uh, listen to the latest episode of voice from the underground podcast with our buddies, Jason and uh, uh, DJ Johnson and big Haas. And I'll put a link to that. Spread around the independent love. Uh, that's it for the show, listener. Thanks for hanging out. Tell a friend. That's the most important thing you could do. Word of mouth helps the show get bigger, better, girthier, wider, longer, and more venomlicious. And hairier. And hairier. Knock, knock. Let the devil in. You're going to get my venom. <laughs> Thanks for listening <laughs> to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Chuck. He's a nerd. We'll catch you next time. We're a turn in the wind, guys. Uh, yes. I see that you know your judo well. Turn in the wind. The movie was kind of a turn. Eddie. Eddie. I like it here, Eddie. Can we get some tater tots and chocolate? Eddie, hungry now. Hungry, Eddie. It's, he basically had the cookie monster. Yeah, he was, it was like Audrey 2 and Seymour in Little Shop of Horrors also, or it's fucking Feed Me. Eddie. Eddie. Preoccupied with food. <laughs>